Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Tank Podcast. This is Sunday, September the 19th in gorgeous Newfoundland, Canada. My name is Trevor Wackler, and as always, I'm joined by the hilarious and handsome Stephen Hale. How you doing today, buddy? Good, man. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for asking. It's good. Today, we'll be talking about some overrated and underrated players around the league, our favorite players on each team, and a brand new segment called NHL Newf of the Week. And end off the show uh, with some division talk and some league news. Without further ado, let's get into the show. First, Steve and I are going to go through the league and name one forward, one defenseman, and one goalie we think to be overrated. Um, Let's start with the overrated players. Uh, Who's one forward do you think gets more buzz than they should? Uh, You know, you never really want to do overrated segment because somebody's going to have something negative to say about your opinion, but, uh, you know, it's my opinion. So I'm going to go with Connor Garland of uh, the Vancouver Canucks, recently a Coyote. Um, the reason I chose him, I actually had Jamie Benn wrote down first, but I, I kind of felt like it was a slate to the guy. I mean, he's got Olympic gold and Art Ross, and I uh, didn't feel too good about leaving him there. It just felt wrong. So I had to go with a guy who's not as uh, decorated, I guess. Um, I chose Connor Garland. Um, he was a fifth-round pick in uh, 2015, uh, 123rd overall to the Coyotes. And for him to even be in the NHL right now, I mean, shows shows a lot about the guy. So he obviously works hard and plays well. But, um, you know, let's go over the stats before I say. Yeah, why that's I one player I'm uh, kind of surprised. I'm going to think that. I want to hear I want to hear uh, yeah, well, Connor Garland. Uh, well, he came into the NHL in 1819, and he played 47 games. Uh, he had 13 goals, five assists for 18 points. Um, so, I mean, that's not a bad, you know, showing for a guy who's drafted in the fifth round, right? But uh, 1920, he goes in, he plays 68 games, 22 goals, 17 assists, and 34 points. So, I mean, another respectable year. And um, this year he had 49 games played with 12 goals, 27 assists for 39 points in 49 games. That's pretty good. The reason I'm – saying he's overrated is because pretty much you don't have a lot going on in Arizona. And when I'm watching any media covering Arizona, it's, it's Connor Garland. They're talking about the guy, like he's a superstar. Um, in my eyes, he had um, a, one really productive year, which was this year, which was 39 points and 49 games played. He just signed a five-year deal at 4.95, but we'll say five mil because it's basically five mil. Yeah. So five years of five mil for one season where he's 10 points below um, a point per game. Um, I don't know. I find that's a bit of a long contract for a guy who's just breaking into the league. He is 25 years old, but it seems a bit risky. And Jim Benning's a guy that's known for giving out shitty contracts. That's right. More or less. might age badly. You never know. And I mean, like, uh, you got a guy, like, look at Taylor Hall. I mean, he's fucking won the heart. He's, he's signed for six mil in this, like, cap. Um, shithole we're in right now this year with everything not going up and revenue problems. So I don't know, five times five is a lot for a guy who's just breaking in. And, you know, at best, I think he's on a good team. I think he's a second line forward. Not saying that second line forwards don't get paid five mil, but uh, he's not like a guy like a Jordan Eberle or Jaden Schwartz, you know, somebody like that who's been a good top six for a while and probably you know what you're getting every year. I find – Moving from a team now, he's only been ever been in Arizona, so to him, for him to move, you don't. I, I don't think you know what you have there. So it was a bit risky. Yeah. Uh, 
I'd like I that better if that. it was two years. Yeah. Yeah, something to give him to uh so he can prove himself. You're right. So I would have thought yeah. that uh I mean 10, 10 points shy of point per game. I mean, what if it was an eighty two season he got seventy two points? Yeah, I think if it was eighty two season he might have dropped off, is what my thing is. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he's a fifty point guy. But we don't know, right? I mean, I just feel like he's a little bit he's a bit um overrated right now people are gassing him up a little bit too much for my liking but i think he's a great player and i mean just because i got him on overrated list doesn't mean i don't think he's a great player yeah, i'd no, love to have this isn't, teams to cheer for yeah this isn't uh what this is supposed to be we're not calling any of these uh players shit or dog dog water <laughs> nothing like that uh we're just you know you think he gets too much buzz and he does and i wouldn't have thought that but yeah i mean in this age you know where superstars some superstars in the league are only still only getting paid six mil and so to give a guy yeah. just one mil shy of that, yeah, you know, you're kind of suggesting that this guy should be uh, top six for a long time. The best of them, yeah. But uh, you know, I would have thought it would have been a lot better at probably two years of five mil because I mean, first time changing uh, NHL teams as well. I mean, it's not only the hockey perspective. I mean, you got to fucking move everything, and I mean, it's just a big change in your life. So you don't know how he's going to handle that. And you know, he might go this year and he might score seventy fucking points. And I might look like a fucking joke, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I just thought it was a good choice. Somebody who's a little bit off the board who, you know, does get a bit a bit of buzz. So that's my yeah. forward. Dude, I like that. Are we gonna are we gonna discuss your forward? Or are we gonna move on to my defenseman? What do you think? I know I'll take mine now. All right, man. Uh this might be a bit controversial to some people, uh, but I'm saying Patrick Kane. Oh, yeah. oh, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, oh. The reason I say this is um, just because, I, I don't know, I feel like his defensive game just takes away from his offensive. Like, he's probably the best American forward for, I don't know, we've ever seen in the game. But, I, I mean, just this defensive game. Like, I'll run through some stats now for you. Um, so, in 2019 um, – he played 70 games, had 33 goals, and 51 assists for 84 points. Now, that's an amazing season. That's, oh, yeah. you know, 14 points over point per game. So, I mean, yeah. great forward. But he was only plus eight. So, that means even with all those points, his line only got eight more goals than they let in when he was on the ice. Um, mm-hmm. If we look at last season in 56 games, um, he got 15 goals, 51 assists for 66 points now. I mean, again, 10 10 points over point per game. So there's nothing mm-hmm. broken with his offense. No, at all. definitely. But not. last season he was negative seven. So even with those 66 points, um, there was still seven more goals scored against his line. So, I mean, it might not be all him. It might be a shaky Chicago team last year, but I mean, um, like he never seen, I, I don't know. His defense of the game just isn't great. Isn't I think you got a good point. I think you got a good point, but I think what people are going to argue to you is the team around him. But I do yeah. think you have a good point because that is All a right. good way to look at it. I was uh, I was hoping you'd say that. So um, the only way this guy seems to stay positive is when he plays with Taze. So <laughs> in all of his years, um, so his highest plus minus was plus 17 and 15, 16. Uh, and this is when he was playing with Taze and they won a cup that year. So. I mean, that's not a high plus minus either for the points the guy puts up. I, I mean, I know he, uh, like, that was probably one of his best seasons, but his lowest was minus 20 in 17, 18. Oh, uh, so uh, I mean, 
20 more goals are scored against you in a year. Uh, it's probably not all him. Like, like the team is, it needs a lot of work, but just, I don't know. That's why I think that a lot of people just overrate this guy, just because if you're talking about a, like getting wins and losses, um, you know, that kind of plus minus isn't getting you wins. That's costing you a lot of games in the long run. So I feel like fans, we overrate them. Uh, we look at him, say, showtime, look at him, selling, scoring, highlight real goals. But then I feel like the coaches and general managers around the league are really saying, like, uh, this guy isn't as good. This guy isn't great for winning. He needs pieces around him. He's not like a Crosby or a McDavid. Um, no, and I'll and just that's, give that's you. That's right. That's right. He's not a Crosby or McDavid. And yeah, he, he doesn't make his team better. He scores highlight real goals, and we fucking love it. I love it. He's one yeah. of my favorite players. He is an amazing hockey player. Yeah. So even but, he is one of my favorite players, but I must say in the hockey community, he is uh, very overrated. Um, I'll just give and you And he a, will. Anybody who scores goals like that is going to yeah. be talked about as being the best at what they do. And I mean, you know, he deserves that because he has a lot of talent, but defensively, you know, he's not, he's not going to win a cup being the guy defend like to do it all. You know, like yeah. you said, like um, even like a. I'll give you a couple now. I'll give you a couple and you can kind of just let them marinate. All right. So. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to look at the other two players from last season that got 66 points. Um, so one was Matthews in 52 games. Um, well, he got all those points. Uh, might not have looked the best in the playoffs, but he still had 66 points. Um you okay, know, but a racket shared winner, man. Yeah, even <laughs> but and even on that uh defensively bad team, a lot of people would say Matthews was still a plus 21. That's better than um Kane's highest year, even after winning a cup. So oh he's really good defensively, man. He's yeah. like um he's really underrated just because Matthews has the um style of Patrick Kane he can score some highlight real goals but he's actually really good defensively and I don't think people talk about it enough honestly I think he's he is. criminally underrated for that and he's a really good hockey player that's why he's in a lot of people's top four top five centers because he he does have good defensive game if you look at it he he can you know steal pucks that soup like and swing to play yeah. back a place yeah. So, yeah and uh the other player that scored 66 last year was uh Rantanen in uh 52 games he was a plus 30. Yeah. And I mean, Colorado is a bit better defensively than Chicago and Toronto. Uh, but still, those those players put up a lot of points and uh, and they're still defensively sound. So for that reason, I'm saying Patrick Kane is uh, a, a little bit overrated, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you know what? That's a fair choice, man. But I think what people are going to say, if anybody responds, I mean, it, it would be the plus minus could be more of a team stat reflect on the team more than a player. I feel like that's the argument. Well, yeah, say. it's a it's but, a line stat. It's to do with the line on the ice, not necessarily team because you're always playing with um, usually the yeah. same forward line, same defensive line. But but your argument that was really good uh, against that would be his highest plus minus in his full career is like plus 15. So, I mean, like that's not fucking amazing, right? So, yeah, plus 17, and that's with, you know, Duncan Keith at his highest, Seabrook, Crawford. Yeah. That's with a fantastic team. And it's still not uh, – not as great as um, some of the other players I mentioned. So, yeah, that's a good pick. But I mean, he is still one of the best to do it. But I mean, yeah, it's, no, still, uh... <laughs> it's a good pick for right now because that's a good argument. So I'll give yeah. you that. I'm saying he's probably one of the, 
I don't know, best players that I would ever put on an overrated list. Like, probably he's amazing. Top. Yeah. But um, it almost feels bad to have him on this list because he's just such a good Well, like player. we said earlier, like we said he's earlier, it's not uh, necessarily, uh, you know, saying he's junk, he's garbage, you know. Or if it's you just like saying him. that I think people give him more hype than he does. And like I said, like uh, us as fans probably do the overrating. I think the coaches, GMs, and front offices around the league would see through that and say, uh, this guy's not the best for, the you know, problem? winning hockey games. But <laughs> Jesus Christ, can he ever score goals? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's give our picks for the most overrated defenseman in the league. Um, Steve, I'll let you go first. <sighs> Sorry, Caleb. Seth Jones. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Chicago's taking a beat. Chicago, here. man. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, the Chicago's taking it in the bum tonight, definitely. Um, I was going to have him on my list, too. But he was number two on my list, too, of overrated defense. Yeah. But I'd love to hear uh, I'd love to hear why you think he was number one. Uh, um, we'll go over his stats. 18-19, um, 75 games played, nine goals, 37 assists, 46 points. So good year for a defenseman. Nothing wrong with that. That's points. That's not his defensive game we're talking about. 1920, 56 games played, six goals, 24 assists, 30. Oh, very respectable season. And hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yes, man. My I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> oh, no worries. We'll just keep going. Um, so you heard 1920, 20, uh, the 21. He had 56 games played, five goals, 23 assists, and 28 points, but he was a minus 18. So um, Chicago trades for him, uh, first-round pick, and uh, was it Boquist? And uh, yep. another another pick, I believe, went their way as well. Oh, they it got was Seth first Jones. in two seconds, I believe. Yeah, and Boquist. So it was, uh, that's it was all a lot to give up for Seth Jones. It was a lot to give up. And then they got you know how him. how old he is? I think he's 26, 26. too. He yeah. is 26. Yeah, and so they're getting him in his prime, but I mean, a lot to give up. They signed him to an eight-year, nine-point-five million-dollar contract. Greasy. Until he's thirty-four years old. Now, there's a advanced stats on favor of this man so much. Um, I don't have all the analytics on me, but I mean, if you're listening, you want to know, just look it up on Google. You can see all the advanced stats on the guy. And uh, basically, what I took from it when I did a little bit of research here is it shows that Columbus plays just as well defensively uh, when he's not in the lineup compared to when he's in the lineup. He doesn't make a difference on a defensive game. Yes, he'll help. He'll throw in an assist here and there. He's pretty good at that, and he can get the puck of ice. But, um, you know, I know a couple guys. Uh, fuck, who am I going to think of? Uh, uh, top of my head, defenseman who's good at getting the puck of ice. Um, Travis Dermott makes like two mil. I mean, he can get the pocket vice and he can get a few assists. Um, he don't make nine point five million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think there's a special quality for him to be paid that much. And I think it's actually Stan Bowman's probably one of the worst GMs in the league. Sorry, we're just absolutely <laughs> yeah, wrong. we're just shitting yeah. on Chicago. Caleb's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna like this episode. No, but I mean, sir. can't you agree with me though? I mean, eight years, nine point five mil for a guy who's n- probably never going to win a Norris because he's not nearly good enough defensively to do it. No, I, I told you that. I told you he was second on my list. I'd compare him to a uh, a Quinn Hughes type. He's great for offense. Uh, I mean, Quinn Hughes is even debatably better offensively than Seth oh, Jones. He's but, got I more mean, upside. Th- 
yeah, two of them defensively. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. There's just not that defensive instinct in them that they they were learned. They were taught defense. It doesn't come naturally to them kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like when you look at all the aspects of how this went down, trade a young defenseman in Boquist. Um, you signed him to 9.5 mil um, for eight years. So he's 34. Um, you trade away uh, several young players in those draft picks. It's a lot to give up for a team in Chicago that's trying to get back in, um, even though the window's closing. Yeah, and I like how you pointed that out because I feel like a lot of players on these lists, um, they aren't overrated for their play if they were paid less or the team didn't have to give up so much to get these players. I feel like they yeah. wouldn't be have those high expectations, but with Jones where he's getting paid so much and Chicago gave up so much, I feel like that that doesn't help with him you know, like if he has a bad season next year, imagine the flack he's going to get, whether, uh, I mean, compared to if he was getting paid $5 million and they only had to give up a first and a prospect or something like that instead of there's, what they had to give up. There's a premium on defensemen, man, and it's actually kind of insane because I've, I've seen defensemen come from the minors and play well. I mean, um, I don't know. Um not, not, I'm not going to compare him to a fucking third line or third pairing defenseman because it's not fair. He's obviously on the first line. He's first pairing defenseman. No, no, he's an elite defenseman. He's, he is uh, an elite defenseman, but and he's a big body. But I mean, that's a lot. There's of just money. too many. There's too many um, reasons or questions when you sign a guy to eight years at such a fucking big cap. It. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Imagine what he must have been asking for if he. Uh, if Stan Bowman suggested, ah, let's just sign you to three years if he got 9.5 over eight. Yeah, I don't understand. He must have been that. asking for a lot of money for just to shorten that deal up. Anyway, uh, Chicago sees something in him that we obviously don't. No, we don't. But, I mean, he's still a good defenseman. But uh, yeah. nobody, um, Kale McCarr, Victor Hedman, are, are good at that price, not Seth Jones. Yeah, no doubt. Actually, a little thing here, too. Zach Rowinski signed almost the exact same deal, did he not? A relatively similar sure. deal. He signed he, a non-point-something million-dollar deal as well. So, yeah, I, mean, I like Wierenski, though. Wierenski's good defensively and offensively. I think, I think Wierenski's a better defenseman. Yeah, so, yeah but, no doubt. Um, for sure. Yeah, like I said, um, Tyson Berry was second on my list, so I'll get to who was first. Or, Jesus. <laughs> Seth Jones gave away was, your first. Yeah. <laughs> not a big, <laughs> <laughs> not a big uh, reveal. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think uh, – I need geez, no – even way to make a segue out of that. So Tyson Berry is my most overrated <laughs> defenseman right. in the NHL right now. I'll get into a couple of reasons why. Um, sorry, listeners at home, uh, giving away that uh, spoiler. Is that a few beer? Uh, yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> so um, so Tyson Berry has just never been good uh, defensively. He's always been a good offensive defenseman. He's like Quinn Hughes or Seth Jones. But I think he is just so bad defensively. And whether you're watching him, you can tell, or if you look at his stats. So I'll go over uh, I'll go over a couple here. So in his Colorado days, um, which I believe were from 20, I don't know, um, 11 or 12 to 2019, he played 484 games. He scored 75 goals and 232 assists for 307 points. That's great from a defenseman. If you can oh, get yeah. a defenseman that, I mean, he's 
180 points away from point per game. That's amazing. But the thing that, I don't know, (laughs) makes him not a good defenseman is over those years, he was negative (laughs) 59. A negative 59 plus minus over those years. And um, so, like a lot of people on these lists, like for a lot of those years, he wasn't playing against the best in the world. He was playing against people's second lines or third lines, right? For a lot of those years. He wasn't first line until maybe 2016. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just that negative 59 is just amazing to me. That is crazy. Yeah. So then he goes to Toronto for a year, and in 70 games, he gets five goals and 34 assists for 39 points. I mean, not bad numbers from a defenseman. I've seen that firsthand, man. Like, I watched all those games that year um, yep. as a Leafs fan, and I was really excited for Barry to come over. And we gave away Kadri. Um which, you know, I wasn't too upset about it at the time because, you know, his playoffs, um, in- incidences and stuff like that. So, I mean, I wasn't too upset. It was nice to get to somebody else on the blue line. Yeah. And I was watching him, man, and I, I don't know. It's just he's always in the wrong place at the wrong time in his own zone. And it kind of sucks like because it, yeah. because I I know he can – if he's in the right place, he makes the right play. But I find he's just not in the right place. So um, I feel like know. he has a, a really hard time picking up the extra man. If there's a, uh, yeah. you know, a two on two situation, I feel like he can't stay with that other forward. And it, it oftentimes turns up yeah. into a, uh, a, it just has a, he follows the puck. He doesn't follow his manner. He, he doesn't have yeah. his defensive awareness. Yeah. So, yeah. So negative seven with Toronto in one year. So, I mean, that's, I don't know, not what you want. That was a playoff team though. Defensive. I mean, like, it's not like Toronto's a bad team either. I mean, they made the playoffs and they were good in the standings too. So, I mean, a lot of guys are plus on that blue line. True. So. And then in Edmonton in 2020, 2021, uh, in 56 games, he gets eight goals and 40 assists for 48 points. Almost point per game as a defenseman. You're not going to uh, – that's very good. Um, and it's his first time being a positive in seven years. And he was plus four playing with McDavid. Um, so it's not much good, either. Yeah, I know. Well, it's only point four, so uh, plus <laughs> yeah. four. And uh, so all the points scored, they scored. All the I points know. they scored. So yeah. yeah. So he was only on the ice four times that they scored more than they let in. So um, despite having these good uh, goal or point totals for a D man, he struggles a lot on defense. It's like it's not a trait you want from your top pairing defenseman, right? No. And uh, in that year in Edmonton, almost half his points came from the power play which is kind of a red flag for me because it oh, says that yeah. he's, he's, he uh, needs, he yeah. relies on those McDavid dry sidle assists, that third assist, uh, you know, yeah. passing it to McDavid and then McDavid sets up dry sidle for him to even be a positive player or get any points. I think definitely, 23, um, 23 of his points came on the power play last year. Definitely pushes stats up higher than what they would be if he played on a um, Dallas Stars or – um, I don't know, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't no be doubt. getting those points. So. Yeah. Or if he was on a defensively minded team like New York Islanders and they, yes, didn't, man. That's and they weren't scoring yeah. five goals every game and he didn't have that those two or three third assists, mm-hmm. imagine his point totals and his plus minus. They would be horrendous. He wouldn't be in the league. He wouldn't be in the league. It's only because he's with Colorado, a powerhouse. Toronto, an offensive powerhouse. And Edmonton, a powerhouse offensively. He, I don't think he'd be a top pairing defenseman. He'd be a third, a third pairing maybe if he was playing on a defensively minded and, team. And and he wasn't getting reason, those points. 
there's a reason he plays on those teams because those general managers know that and they're exactly. you're not gonna get you're not gonna get Lou trading fucking a first round pick for Tyson Barry to drop over God, and no. get him on his fucking twenty eight. There's a reason he's on those teams that are offensively inclined because he he, he plays, can get the deep, yeah. he can get the offense going. He's a great first he's pass. A, yeah. And he's great quarterback and power play, especially when you got McDavid and Dry Saddle. So I don't think he leaves Edmonton. Because if he leaves Edmonton, like uh I would feel bad for the guy. So I, I would probably e transfer him five bucks. Yeah, basically, uh, any Minnesota fans or New York Onlers fans here, if you really like um Tyson Berry, there's a chance you're not gonna see him in that jersey <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Very well good that's fans. uh yeah, those are two very overrated defensemen. I would agree yeah. with your pick, and I hope you agree yeah, with man. mine. I do. I think that's two good picks. I think that's solid. Yep. Um, so finally, we're going to talk about the most overrated goalie in the NHL. Um, take it away, Steve. Who you got? Oh, man. Jeez. I'm just picking fun on teams that um, people are going to think I'm very biased, man, towards the Leafs. But I got I got Jake Allen there. Okay. Montreal. And I struggled to find an overrated goalie because I think if you're a goalie in the league, to a certain extent, I mean, there's only so many goalies in the league. You, you can't be that overrated. I don't know. Uh, I, f- I found it very hard to pick a goalie who was overrated. Anyway, so I'm trying to I say. Had to, I had to do some digging as well. Yeah, and I, I looked around and I and I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, um, back a few weeks ago when Seattle was drafting their team, there was a there was a big stir up about Carey Price waving his no move clause so they could keep Jake Allen. I thought to myself, well, hold on, Jake Allen is fucking Jake Allen. He's not fucking Vasilevsky. Let me look into him a bit, and I found out that he's a good backup goalie. Um, Sometimes, not all okay. the time, and I'll read out some stats now to uh, back up my point. And uh, all right, eighteen nineteen, he played forty six games. He had nineteen wins, seventeen losses, and eight overtime losses. He's two games above um, his lot his losses, and he's has eight overtime losses. So I mean, it's not a oh, it's hurt. not it's not great. He played forty six games, so I, he's kind of like a tandem situation that year. Yeah. I think that's the year before Bennington came, or was it the year Bennington came? I'm not sure. I, I think it was the year Bennington came. Yeah, and it would make sense if they, Jake Allen was the starter, and then in February he came in, Bennington anyway, and just yeah. stole the show. So anyways, he had a 2.83 uh, goals against average and 905 save percentage. Those aren't great numbers by no means. He did play a lot of games, but just because he played a lot of games doesn't mean he had great numbers. Um, yeah, um, before you go any further, I think around the league, um, just a 0. 0.920 save percentage is considered elite. If you can steadily keep a 0. 0.920, yeah. um, I think that would, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So anything under that, I consider, uh, not elite and not bad. Anything over 900 though, in the NHL, you're, you're a pretty good goalie, but yeah. But if you're sitting in the low, if you're sitting anywhere from 909, we'll say down, you know, you're not having an amazing year. You're just stopping. No. Pumps. You're not you're not stopping anything more than you have to basically. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we'll move on. Uh, 1920 he played uh, 24 games. Uh, was 1920? I didn't have it wrote down. Is that when he went to Montreal? For uh, I think so. That could have. No, been, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. I no? don't think so. Is it? Anyways, that's not my point. 24 games. Well, if he played. had 24 games, it would make sense in either team because I mean, Bennington or Carey Price would have played the majority of the games. Yeah. Well, Actually, yeah. I don't think it was. He he was definitely in St. Louis then, I think, because yeah, I think um, he Louis. would not have played that many games with Carey Price no. if Carey Price was uh, 
healthy. Especially in anyway. a 56 game season or whatever. No, exactly. that wasn't 56. It was around 62, I think, when the COVID stuff came on the go. Anyways, that doesn't matter. We'll skip that. 12 yep. wins, six losses, three overtime losses. He's six above um, his losses. So, I mean, that's a pretty good year. I mean, 12 and six and three is, is not bad. I mean, it's a really respectable year. 215 goals against average. So, I mean, that's a lot better than the 283. And he had a 927 save percentage. So, he had a very solid year that year. So, I mean, I'm probably sure they were thinking, well, you know, we got a pretty good goalie here when Montreal mm-hmm. signed him. Yeah. Comes into Montreal 2021. He plays 29 games. He's 11, 12, and 5. Ooh. So, he's, he, he lost more, one more than what he, than what he won. Uh, 2.68 goals against average and a 907 save percentage. So, he dropped back down to that 18, 19 year, basically. I think he's a good um, backup at times, and other times I think he's not. And um, I don't know why Canadians fans are, are drooling over this guy. I don't know. He's a. I feel like Caden Primo is probably going to be a better goalie than him very soon. And yeah, I think they're just waiting for uh, Primo to come on to his own. And it's not like you you can't go out and get a backup in the off season for a fucking two or three mil and sign him for a couple of years, and he'll put up just as good numbers. So the fact that they were always talking about Jake Allen in Montreal. I mean, like, it's Jake Allen, man. You don't have, like, a superstar there. You got Carey Price. He's your guy. It's just stop talking about Jake Allen. He doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought I of this. But yeah, and, I mean, you're right because you know how I know because I never even looked into him. I, I always just took the word. Like, a lot of people think Jake Allen's good. I, I bought into the hype. I didn't look at his stats. When we were, yeah, uh, I mean, he's not that good. Video at all. He's not that good, man. Like, fuck, man. I think I'd almost, if you had Michael Hutchison in that, I mean, what's the big difference? Nah, well, yeah. that might be a stretch, oh. but <laughs> I don't know. You know I just what? don't see I, the hype. You know what? I bought into the hype because I'm biased too, because uh, he used to play for the Fog Devils. Did you know that? No, I never. He used to play for the Fog Devils, and my uh, he came to the to one of my buddy's school once and came there with his woman. And apparently he had a fucking rocket of a misses back in the day oh, when he was geez. playing for Fog Devils. Imagine. Oh yeah, well definitely, man. So I, mean, I was biased. So I, yeah, I didn't even look into him at all. Yeah, I, uh, I think if he's he been told me he was your underrated goalie. I would have been like, fine by me, boy. Tell me yeah. some stats. But no, those stats are definitely uh, compelling because those aren't great stats, especially yeah, if you're playing amazing. in a backup role. Like his role is to give Carey Price a break <clears> and to. Or Jordan Bennington a break and just like get a couple wins, but and when he's giving him a break, he's not really giving him much of a break. He's making yeah, I knew he wasn't a great starter, (laughs) but I thought he was a good backup. Yeah, so I mean I mean he's probably playing against the weaker teams in the league too. Yeah, well, I mean they're gonna start him. They're gonna start him against um, you know, the teams at New Jersey or um Yeah, they're they're not starting him against Colorado, or I guess in the uh they, they were starting him last year against, like, Ottawa, Vancouver, Calgary. They weren't starting him against Edmonton or Toronto. No, man, because, you know, you look at that stuff and you're like, what gives us a better chance to win and what what days can we give Carey a break? So, you know, exactly. it kind of lines up that way. And, you know, those aren't great numbers, man. So uh, I just think everybody needs to jump off the Jake Allen hype train because he's a good goalie. But wh- why are you talking about him any more than – um, like Boston's backup goalie, like he doesn't matter anymore. And I'm just basically just ruining this guy's fucking parade. Yeah, holy shit, this guy like going through <laughs> yeah, like, a little depression after listening to the hot yeah. tank podcast. Yeah, he's like, man, these boys really <laughs> hates me, man. <laughs> Why do they yeah. hate me so much? 
I don't uh, hate him. Man. I just no, no. I think it's pretty even. You said he's shit and he's the worst goalie in the league, and I'm saying he's got a rocket of a misses. So you got to pick on somebody. It's bouncing out here pretty good, honestly. He's getting yeah. some compliments and then just getting <laughs> down to shreds. So. Yeah, so. I'm not gonna do my overrated goalie any favors too. And uh, one of the <laughs> reasons I'm wearing all the getup is because uh, my pick is Frederick uh, Anderson. Oh, uh, Fred, Freddie Anderson. Um. So I'll run through some quick stats with you here. Um, so in 1920, he played 52 games, had 29 wins, 13 losses. So, I mean, that's pretty – that's really good. He's winning, like, double the games that he's losing. Um, his shots against uh, were 1,577 with a save percentage of .909. Um, that's really good. Uh, and I'll let you kind of – just think about that last couple of numbers I gave out, just the 1,577 shots against um, and how he did so good. And then in 2020, 21, he only played 24 games, 13 wins and eight losses, which I mean, is still pretty good. He's still winning uh, more than he's losing, but he only faced 668 shots last year and he had a 0.895 save percentage um to me there's a goalie that definitely benefits from playing behind a bad defensively team like in anaheim when he was there before toronto he was facing on average more than two thousand shots per year uh that's a lot of shots uh in a season um so just bringing a little math into the show here if i'm allowed to do that (laughs) yeah man (laughs) is um the more shots you take the the higher your save percentage is going to be. See, if a goalie gets 100 shots a game, and, I mean, even if he lets in uh, – geez, I'm not a math guy, but 10, 20 goals, still that's still a, that's still oh. a 80% save percentage, yeah. um, even though he let in 20 goals uh, just because yeah. he had a higher number of shots. Um, so, for that reason, it seems like he does really benefit off of getting a lot of shots, and he does seem shaky. And, I mean – Honestly, I don't want to point a finger at anyone, but I, I'm kind of blaming EA Sports for this, where they're just so Toronto biased. Uh, mm-hmm. They made his overalls like always like 88. 87, 88 overall. And I mean, when he clearly didn't deserve it, he was just a Toronto goalie. Um, so, uh, I mean, he was a good goalie for uh, a couple of years, but in the last few years, he, he fell off to me, especially last year, seeing that. Like, that was a tough year. When he when he doesn't face a lot of shots, his save percentage plummets. Um, and you and know I, what? You're exactly right, man, because I've watched a lot of Toronto games. I watch every Toronto game every year. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're watching the Toronto game and Toronto's got possession for fucking like three or four minutes and like they keep and when they come back down to Toronto zone, it's like puck around the boards, rim it around the boards is out. And then they got possession for another three or four minutes of the period. And you're looking there and I'm thinking to myself, well, Freddie hasn't got a shot in eight minutes, you know. So, I mean, when they come down, they're going to fucking score. He's that type yeah. of goalie where if if the defense is worse, he's playing better because he's getting more of those shots. And he's, 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 in, he's in the zone, yeah. yeah. But if as Toronto became better, he got worse. And yeah, when he first came to Toronto, defense was a bit worse. They had – excuse me, burping a bit. Um, they had Roman Polak, um, Matt Marinson. I mean, like, these are guys – that shouldn't even be eligible for beer league. They're that fucking garbage. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, they got no teeth in their mouth. They're the ugliest looking things I've ever graced the earth. Um, so I don't know. It's just he's just that type of goalie. He needs to be in the zone more or less. And if you yeah. get him sitting back there, he's the time when they come down and shoot, he's just gonna mess up. And that's just the way it is, unfortunately. And so that that's the reason why I had Carolina um, down as well uh, in my standings because I looked and they had Freddie and and uh, who was the other one, Ranta. Yep. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, Carolina is one of the best defensive teams in the league. Anderson's Anderson would be better on Buffalo. Yeah. For that probably. reason. Like what yeah, we're you're saying. Right. I, you know, I didn't think about this uh, when I was putting together our division rankings. You're right. So I did because I'm a Leafs fan. I knew he moved there, but I, yeah. I completely agree with you 100%. And I think that's a really good choice. And it sucks because he, he can be a good goalie, but if he doesn't get the shots, he's not going to be. So yeah, that's my that's right. point of view. Uh, yeah, and some goalies are like that. Like Freddie Anderson benefits off of, uh, you know, lots of shot got to stay hot. And then you look at Grubauer, and he was one of the best goalies. And I mean, some games he was only facing to twenty shots yeah. a game. And uh, I, I think he had the record last year for the most shutouts uh, around the league. So yeah, yeah absolutely right. That's anyway, but yeah, you too, buddy. Uh, Let's get into some underrated players. I like this a lot more because I like building people up more and shitting on them. Even though yeah, I don't definitely. mind shitting, shitting no, on a couple I mean, people. you said in the first episode you want to start this podcast so you can talk about the shit on the internet. So, Yeah, I mean, I meant to shoot the shit, but I do enjoy <laughs> talking <laughs> a bit shit. of shit as well. So. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's get into our underrated players. So um, these players are often underrated just because they, they fly under the radar because they're shat- overshadowed by superstars on their team or they're not paid enough money, or just they bring some intangibles that um, aren't recorded on the scoreboard, so they kind of, you know, fly under the radar. Uh, let's start with forwards again, Steve. I'll let you start us off on this one. All right. Um, this is a guy I love. Um, he's one of my favorite players in the league, and it doesn't make any sense why when we talk about the best players in the game right now, we talk about McKinnon, we talk about McDavid, we talk about Matthews, um, you know, Kucherov. Um, you know, just the best players in the game to mm-hmm. everybody. I think we're missing somebody. I think that's Braden Point. The dude's won. The dude's been the first line center for two cups. He surpassed Stamkos on that team. The captain, Stamkos, the guy who scores 50 or 60 goals, used to a season. He comes in, he takes over that. He was a third round draft pick. So, I mean, he wasn't like a highly tattered prospect. I mean, the dude's built, like, worked for everything he got. It's not like he went into Arizona where there was no center depth and he just kind of got offered a job. He worked, man. He worked for everything he got. That was a hard team to make, too. Yeah, it's hard to make, and he made it, and then he was – eventually he became better than everybody else, in my opinion. I think he's the best player in that team besides Hedman. I do. I really think he's the best player. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I think he's better than Kucherov. I do. I I that's have, a hot one. That's a hot. That's a spicy little pick there, my buddy. He's he's good <laughs> defensively, man. He's good yeah, defensively. He I think and so he's too. good offensively. And like and I think that's the reason probably he passed Stamkos because Stamkos is all offense. Kucherov yeah. all offense. They needed someone yeah. to kind of balance that line out. And I think if you don't have Braden Point on that team, I don't think you win two Stanley Cups. I don't think you win one Stanley Cup because you need that guy, like similar to um Ron O'Reilly, um, teams who won cups recent years, they got that centerman that they can trust, man, to be in any Huge situation. Huge fucking playoff player. Massive yeah. playoff player. You need the centerman when you're on playoff runs that you can trust to play in any situation. Ron O'Reilly, 
Braden Point, um, Backstrom with Washington. He can play in any situation, man. Um, Crosby, I mean, Tabes was a guy when um, Chicago was winning. Kopitar mm-hmm. when L.A. was winning. I mean, you yeah. got to have that sentiment Absolutely on there. Absolutely right. Yeah. You know, so, um, and a Braden Point was that for Tampa. It wasn't Stamkos. It wasn't Kucherov. Stamkos was injured a lot the first cup they won, or was it the second yeah, one? Yeah, it was the first one, yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyways, we'll get to some stats here. I got a couple cool stats. 18-19, um, he played 79 games played, 41 goals, 51 assists, 92 points. The dude puts up 92 points in 79 games. Yeah. That's elite, elite. He could have won an award that year. You're right. He and never, I, yeah. but he could have. And yeah, he's it, not in the talks when we talk with he's the not in, no, best man. players. He's, but, yeah, 90-point 90, 90 season something to shake a stick at. You're right. No, man. Um, in 1920, he had a 66-games play, 25 goals, 39 assists for 64 points, two points under point per game. You know, still amazing player. Like, even to be in the realm of point per game, I mean, it just shows how good of a hockey player you are. Um, we go into 2021. 20, 56 games played, 23 goals, 25 assists, 48 points. So he's a nice bit below a point per game, but he had a long playoff run the year before they won yeah, the Cup. And it was a short off season, and they were probably, like, you know, celebrating, drinking and stuff. So he didn't have much time to get back into um, game shape probably, right? So, I mean, I think that interfered with his point total, so I wouldn't look too much into that. And um, this cool fact – But, I, I mean, it doesn't here, matter what you do in the regular season. They uh, No, they he's a playoff game, guy. Man. Yeah. And it, he's a big uh, reason for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this cool fact I found online, actually, when I was doing a bit of research on the guy, because I wanted to have a little bit of a um, research behind me when I talked about it. Uh, I found a, a tweet NHL made. Um, it was centers to record 12 plus goals in consecutive Stanley Cup playoffs in NHL history. Wayne Gretzky, 84-85. Lemieux, 91-92. Braden Point, 20-21. And that's the and, only ones. And actually... He surpassed Wayne Gretzky and Marilyn Lemieux because he had 13-plus goal playoff runs consecutive years. Unreal. And he passed Marilyn Lemieux and Gretzky for that, and there's no other players in NHL history to do that. So, you know, that tells a lot about the guy. And when it was at, uh, when Lemieux was playing and Gretzky were playing, you talked about them every year for awards. Why aren't we talking about this guy? He, he completely deserves it, man. I think he's yeah. going to win an award. I think maybe in a year or two. He could win a heart. He could win something like that, uh, you know, and he deserves I hope it. So. I'd love to see it. And I think that's a case where he's just overshadowed by how many superstars they have on that team. Yeah, and it sucks because he's a really good player, and he could have won Con Smythe either of those years they won the Cup. I think if yeah. they won it last year or this year, I don't think people would argue too much about Braden Point winning a Con Smythe. I would. I think the first year especially, I was saying either, it's definitely either Braden Insane Point. Insane point totals. He, he didn't have – Victor Hedman. He didn't have as many points this year, but he still was a point per game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's insane what he's doing. And it's it's not insane what he's doing. It is insane, but it's the more the moral of the story is that he's not being talked about enough for what he is achieving in the league. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you said, just being a third-round yeah. pick and having to not get those reps because you know if you're a first-rounder, you're you're going to training camp, but he was probably overlooked in training camp. And just said, "Yeah, fucking third rounder, get back to juniors, have another good year for yourself, and we'll see you next year." So yeah. he worked his ass off probably to even get to training camp. Then had to beat out, you know, just some and then bigger, he's got to work players. Then he's got to work his way up Tampa Bay Lona, which is not easy to do. Yeah, and you know what? I can't remember ever hearing about him on the fourth, third line. He's uh, as soon as he came into Tampa, it seemed like he was ready to go. Yeah. He's a he's a good player, man, and it sucks because he's not talked about enough. Definitely. So that's I think you're player. right, though. In the coming years, we're gonna 
we're going to start looking at him like a top 10 player, I think. Yeah, and he and he's probably a top 10 player, honestly, or he's top 12 because he's he's right there with him. He makes nine mil a year now. Yeah. He's he's good. Deservingly. Deservingly. Yeah. yeah. Great pick, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I, I think my pick would have to be Nick Backstrom from the Washington yeah. Capitals. And he's always been underrated ever since oh, he came in. his whole career. It's criminal. It's I criminal. was looking at his stats. I'm going to get to it later. Uh, like, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> How this guy is still flying under the radar. Um, <laughs> I don't understand it, man. The dude's like one of the best Swedes to ever play behind Sundin and Forsberg and Lidstrom, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for my money, the best playmaker in the league for the last uh, the last decade or more. Since, oh, yeah. I don't know, 2009, 2010, probably the best for my money. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to say, like, oh, he just he just passes to Ovi and Ovi does all the work, you know, <laughs> oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And that's a sin because last year um, he played 15 games. He had 15, uh, 15 goals, 38 assists or 53 points. And a lot of that season, Kuznetsov was on the first line, meaning he played second and third line time. Yeah. And he still put up 38 assists, even without getting the top top minutes. I mean, he's still on the power play, but I think he only scored like uh, 15 or 20 of those points on the power play this year, which is just insane playing like second line and mm-hmm. and, and just being as defensively responsible as he is. Um, the same thing we were talking about with, uh, you know, Kane playing with Taze, like you need that defensive guy or point playing with Kucherov to kind of balance it out. Backstrom has been that, you know, right-hand man to Ovi. Um, Forever. Uh, throughout his whole career. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to I'm gonna read out some stats. So as of today, Backstrom has five 60-assist seasons. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's 300 five. assists. Right there, yeah. just in five seasons. So he has five 60 assist seasons, four 50 assist seasons, three 40 assist seasons, and has never scored less than 30 assists in a season. For these unreal stats, I don't think he gets the recognition he deserves, and he never has. Imagine those stats. So in 12 years like that he's played, uh, or even more than that, actually, he's played more than 12. He's never got less than 30 assists. And that's not even talking about his goals. He's, he chips in, you know, 15, 20, 30 goals um, in his year, you know, somewhere in that range. So, uh, I mean, he's probably the most underrated player that I've seen in my lifetime. I, you know what? I know there's probably a lot of guys. You know what's written all over that? Hall of Fame. This dude's Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame player, talks about no him. doubt. No doubt. I remember he's being a, a kid. Cup. And talking uh, about this guy saying underrated, yeah. saying he's underrated. Hall of Famer, man. He's he's been so good for so long. He he doesn't have off years, man. Every year he brings it. He's always in shape, man. He's yeah. ready to go every year. And he's consistent, man. He's a leader. If Ovi wasn't there, he'd have been the captain long ago. Oh yeah. It's just unbelievable that you bring that up because I thought about him actually, but I figured that was too easy. And I, it actually sucks for me to say that because I'm not even bringing him up my underrated list is how much we don't talk about him. Exactly. I, I couldn't not put him here. I hate to do it because it's such an easy pick, but I just felt like our, uh, yeah, we, our few we don't talk about him in any situation <laughs> need to hear those stats. I, I mean, it's unreal. How many famer, man. First, oh, yeah, 100%. First, yeah, it's, I think you know, him and Ovi should get it inducted together because that, that's a yeah. sick one-two punch. And it's, yeah. 
one of the most iconic duos in the last, uh, you know, 12 or 14 years we've yeah. seen in the league. You know, Patty Marlowe, Thornton, uh, that kind of that kind of uh, duo is what we're talking here. Does the guy even go to All-Star games, man? Does he even get an invite? Like, Yeah, you're right. I think they can only pick a player from each team, and I think it's usually Ovi. There's certain years, though. There's certain years, though, they take two. So I feel like he's been in the All-Star game, but there's no way he's been in No way he's been in there enough for a guy who gets 60 assists a year. I mean, he should be there every year, locked down solid. It might be the same thing as Crosby, though. He might just be turning it down, because I know Crosby did that for a lot of years. He didn't want to go to the All-Star game. Yeah. Well, look at it like this, man. They invited Leo Kamarov one year. If Backstrom wasn't invited, man, they should be putting fucking Gary Bettman in jail or whoever. Yeah, I heard sure. um I heard actually Backstrom backed out one year because John Scott said he was gonna beat the wheels off him if he showed up to that nice all-star fella. game. <laughs> <laughs> nice fellow. Yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> now <laughs> defensive. Uh, I think we've got our forwards and yeah. I like that pickup rating point. I think in the I like the pickup action too. Yeah, those Thanks, were two buddy. really good picks. A little virtual high five. I'll send over to Cornerbrook. Yeah. Nice, um, man. I'll send it via email, maybe. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, on defense. So which D man do you think um, never gets the praise that it, they they deserve? Well, um, I think uh, I picked a guy who's just starting to not get the praise he deserves. He's just coming to be one of the best players, not the best players, but one of a, one of the really good players in the league. I got the Arizona Coyotes, Jacob Chicharin. I like I it. That's how you I say. like it. Tell us why. Well, I'll go over the stats. In 18-19, he played 53 games, five goals, 15 assists, 20 points in 53 games. I mean, that's good for a defenseman. Um, 19-20, 63 games played, 12 goals, 14 assists, 26 points. Um, slow rise, but he's he's rising. 20-21, 56 games played, 18 goals, 23 assists, 41 points, 56 games last year yep. on an Arizona team. That's it was amazing last year. Dirt on a dirt team. Yeah. Arizona is like every year, man, there's something on to go in Arizona. It's like, oh man, we're starting another rebuild now, just as well. Like it's it's unbelievable how they're so bad for so long. And I they know, still tell f- me about it. They still and find as soon players as you to think come up. They're on the come up. They get Keller yeah. and Chicker yeah. and all these players. They're finally starting to chill. And then they just tear it all down again. And, and <laughs> let's tear it down again. Let's tear I, it down. I mean, he's going to be the backbone of that team. He's going to be the one thing they can look at their lineup and say, yep, he's consistent forever. You know, you look at hot dog yeah. Phil Kessel. You're saying, oh, he had an <laughs> off year. You look at Clayton Keller, the, the rookie comes yeah. in, has a 65 point season, and then drops off. You know, yeah. Fuck. And then you look at yeah. Chikrin, and, I mean, he's been the strong point of that team. He's been a backbone there. So I think you're right. And he will be forever, man. He was the best defenseman on the team last year. He's better you think he than gets to see now that OEL's I think I think he does, and I think it shouldn't even be a debate who gets to see. He's a really good two-way defenseman. He's not um, outstanding in offensively or defensively. There's no one area that um, he really – Strives that better than the other, but he's just a good all-around two-way defenseman, man. They drafted him in the first round. He's fucking Canadian. Good old Canadian kid, I think. So Good old Canadian boy. Is he, he's from the WHL. He played at West, didn't he? I think so, man. Anyways, so. he was from Canada. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, the guy plays a solid game. And um, he's not making mistakes. He's getting the puck up ice. And I don't know. You need him. You need a guy like that in every blue line. And for him to get 41 points in 56 games last year is just a – it's just a start, I think, because, I mean, 
I could sit, sit here and say, well, Arizona's only going to get better because they can't get much worse. But uh, I don't really believe that because I feel like when they get better in three or four years, they're going to be like, uh, well, rebuild. We'll start again. Imagine so, they do that. Holy fuck. I think every Coyotes fan would just say, yeah, yeah that's we're it. the next closest team. We can't yeah. do this. This is fucked. I don't even know if Arizona stays in Arizona because of all this. Arizona's uh, going to be the worst stuff. team in the league this year. I, I'm going to say that every podcast. What about Buffalo? Buffalo is going to be better in Arizona. But Chicken is still going to be, you know, he's, their, their golden boy, I think. Yeah, and he's a, he's a really good young player, man. He's not that old. I believe he's like 24 or something like that, 20. You know, he's early 20s, man. He's got a lot drafted of Drafted in 2016, wasn't he? Or that was his rookie yeah. year. So maybe he was drafted before yeah. 2015 or something. Yeah, so he's got a lot of time to get better, too. And, I mean, I don't know. I just uh, – there's something about him that screams, like, one Norris. One yeah. Norris. Not, like, a Norris every year, but, like, give him that year where he gets Norris and – you know, maybe mm-hmm. he builds himself a solid, like, potential Hall of Fame career. He's not going to do it in the desert, so he better get his trade request yeah. in. But Yeah, anywhere else he played, he wouldn't be as underrated as he is if he played in, you know, an original six market or a Canadian team. <laughs> imagine imagine if this dude played in Toronto with 41 points, 56 games, is like a 23, 24-year-old defenseman. Probably would have won the Norse because he had would have had more press, <laughs> more people talking. Uh, there'd be fucking chickering. They'd be raising the chickering jersey to the rafters already. That's how <laughs> something they'd be. <laughs> no man, they'd so, be saying he was shit. This guy's fucking shit. He didn't even get point per game. Trade him, trade him, <laughs> yes, That's what they'd be saying over in Toronto. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> all the same though. To not um, to make a point to not shit on Arizona. I mean, um, John Chaka did absolutely fuck that group when he gave. We lost all the first round picks, so yeah, they kind of hadn't didn't have much of a choice, especially when Hall wouldn't sign, and you know everything's been shit there since. But great fenceman, and uh, he's my choice. Great pick, yeah, he is definitely underrated. Uh, my guy here is uh, Charlie McAvoy, and I know yeah. he does get a lot of praise because he is awesome. uh, in that big market and you know the top defenseman on that team. Um, but he's just an unreal demon that doesn't really chip on a whole lot of offense, but still actually, no, he still gets uh, a nice bit of assist in that. Um, but the reason I think he's underrated is just how good five on five he is and how good defensively he is. So in his, uh, he's played four years in Boston. Um, and in those four years, he's played 235 games. He's got 24 goals, 98 assists for 122 points. That's almost half a point per game, which isn't bad for a defenseman, especially when you got a plus 80 in those years. So, I mean, on average, he's getting plus plus, 80. Yeah. So that's on average plus 20 every year. That's like Um, amazing. Yeah. And a stat that jumped out on me, too, is his power play points in those four years um, is only 19. That's not much. Imagine how great this guy is five on five for. He's got 122 points. So more than 100 points in those four years has come five on five. He doesn't, he doesn't rely on, a, on power play points to, you know, pad his stats. This guy is fantastic um, point producer, five on five, and he's a great defenseman too. He's not a Tyson Berry. No, not by a long <laughs> shot, buddy. Not by a fucking long shot. Uh, the reason I think this guy's overrated is, yes, he gets a lot of praise. Underrated. He's never – uh, yeah, Jesus. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's never talked as like a top 10 defenseman in the league. You know, you, you know, you got your Victor Hedmans and uh, Kale McCars and even Quinn Hughes sometimes sneaks on that list when he's and 
when he's not that great of a demon. I think a guy like Charlie McAvoy deserves a spot in those lists over uh, a lot of players that sneak on there. He's uh, making his know. way up there. Oh, he is making his I way think up he there. should be. I think he should be top seven in the league. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's proved it for him. four years now. He's very consistent. On average, I think he gets uh, about 30, 30 points a year from uh, from a defenseman. So he's he's defend he's defensively sound and offensively consistent, and that's why I think he's one of the best defensemen in the game and just doesn't get the respect he, he deserves. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Those are all good points. To, yeah. to have that plus minus the way it is, I mean, yeah. the dude the dude doesn't make many mistakes. He's he's never been a minus in his career. He's always been on average like plus twenty, and for. I think two or three of those years, he was on the top pairing. So he's always playing against the best players in the league. He's the always is, playing yeah. against people in his divisions. Um, I mean, he had to step up, man, because Boston lost a few pieces over the last exactly. few years. Exactly, the Chara crew. Yeah. They lost those yeah. really good defensive players, and they needed McAvoy to step in and fill that yeah. role. Well, I wouldn't say Krug is a much I wouldn't say Krug either. Player. But, just but like, I mean, they did a, lose players. They lost. There were some pieces on that blue line. Yeah, and you know somebody had to step up and he he did that and he's definitely making a name for himself and you know he's one of those players kind of like Chicharin I think that's how you said yeah he could win he's not going to be a guy like McCarr I think McCarr probably got two or three Norses in him and that's how good he is but he's one of those guys who could sneak a Norse in before he retires and have a potential Hall of Fame career I think so too I mean if Boston pops off it's just not the point total's not there like I said he only gets 30 points a year yeah but you know, it's they they shouldn't look at it like that for defensemen. I mean, if he gets thirty points a year, I he's know. a plus forty. I mean, he's an amazing player, so it shouldn't yeah. be judged on point totals when it comes to defensemen. So that's right. I don't think that's very fair. I think he's a great defenseman too. All right, I like your pick, and I like my pick. Yeah, those uh, are some solid is, underrated picks. Yeah, my picks on the line. I like your pick uh, because he's not even close to a top ten nomination. None. Jesus Christ nomination, whereas uh, McAvoy is, but um, but yeah, I just think he should be higher on that list, and that was my reason. But uh, anyway, uh, let's take it to the crease, Steve. Uh, who's the most underrated tendy in the league right now, in your opinion? I was waiting for this. Minnesota Cam Talbot. All right, this okay, guy yeah. is a fucking beauty, man. <laughs> let's hear about it. Let's fucking hear about it. I wouldn't have picked this guy. I no, nobody would have. Nobody would have. That's how underrated he is. Nobody watches Minnesota, right? So Minnesota can tell them, man, this guy is a fucking all-star. Should have been an all-star game if they had one. Um, I want to say he's been in NHL a long time. He's bounced around a bit. New York Islanders, um, not, not, not New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Oilers, Philly, Calgary, now Minnesota. So the dude's been around. The dude's had to change his postal code a few times. There's no fucking doubts about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, um, I, I wouldn't want to, like, this guy must, like, hate fucking getting mails. <laughs> like, every year he's got to fuck around changing all his bills. And, yeah, man, he's got to tell his torture. neighbors, like, fuck, look yeah. out for my mailbox. She's probably overfilled because yeah. I'm fucking in yeah. a different state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, poor guy when it comes to that. But, uh, there was a year I don't have it wrote down. I'm gonna go off the top of my head and say it was. Nah, that's all right, buddy. That's what we do. We don't spit facts here. We yeah. Say shit and hope it's right. 
Let's hear it. Yeah, basically, I think it was 16, 17. He had 42 wins with the Oilers, and that's when he was in conversation of this guy's really fucking good. Then it goes from uh, – I'm going to read this out now. Um, his last year in Edmonton, he played 31 games, um, 10 wins, 15 losses, three overtime losses, 3.36 goals against average, and at 8.93 save percentage. Absolutely horrendous numbers. Yep, dog shit. Excuse me. He got traded to Philly, um, and he played four games in Philly, um, one win – Two losses, one overtime loss, 370 goals against average and an 881. He was even worse in Philly, believe it or not. That's fucked. Almost four goals per game in four games. That's rough. Yeah, it's tough, man. And, you know, he was a considered um, to be a starting goalie at one point. Um, and he kind of lost it. And he was kind of in the territory of, like, is this dude even an NHL goalie anymore for a couple of years? And it was, it was kind of shitty because I always liked Cam Tell, but I always thought he was a pretty good goalie. And, um, 1920 rolls around. He signs in the offseason with Calgary on a one year deal. He plays 26 games, 12 wins, 10 losses, one overtime loss, 2.63 goals against, and a 919 save percentage. So he's getting back to those good numbers. Like, he, yeah. He, like we were saying earlier, that's almost elite. Yeah. I mean, that's those are good numbers. I mean, he did only win two more games uh, than what he lost, but at the same time, Calgary was no powerhouse. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he had pretty decent numbers in a one-year deal with Calgary. So that was good for him to get his career back on track. Then the mastermind himself, Bill Guerin, comes out. Oh, here's the cat. Hey, so, Magic. Uh, get up in that window, girl. Go look at the crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? He comes uh, in Calgary on a one-year deal, and um, he plays well, man, and he deserves another NHL role. And the genius Bill Guerin himself – Says we're going to bring this guy in as a new starter because Devin Dubnik's gone. So we need a guy who's going to be a fucking absolute stud. And what did he do? Bill Guerin doesn't make mistakes. He signed him. He came in. He played fucking amazing. 19 wins, eight losses, five overtime losses in 33 games. Hit a 915 save percentage and a 2.63 goals against average. 33 games of 56 uh, um, game schedule. That's like the majority of the games. That's pretty oh, good. Yeah. He was injured for a while. Way too, over so. He was injured for a while, too, so when he wasn't injured, he was playing a lot. And, man, he had a really good year, and I, I was blown away watching him, man. He made those saves you didn't think he could make, and um, he wasn't brought up once in anything. Um, I don't necessarily think he had a Vezina year, so I, don't, I understand why he wasn't brought up. Um, but I felt like he had a few bad years, and everybody kind of just wrote him off, and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it too quick. Um came back and he's he's having some good years now and I wouldn't be surprised if he has an even better even better year this year um because you know Minnesota is that type of team too really good defensively they don't give up much <laughs> and uh you know what they what they do give up she's fucking gone insane what they do give up um he ends up making that save so yeah I found it kind of hard to find an underrated goalie too. I don't know why. I just found this list hard to make. And goalies are hard to judge, man. Yeah, because that's what a I'm lot saying. of people will write off goalies, uh, and I'm sitting here like, uh, "Why are you calling this goalie shit?" And then I'll look at the advanced stats, and it's like, "Oh fuck, this goalie is shit." Yeah. And then a lot of people was like, "This goalie's best in the world," uh, or like the best backup goalie in the league. And, and then the guy loses like fucking six yeah. more games than he won. It's like, what yeah. the fuck are you guys talking about? So yeah. Goalies have pick, man. Yeah, I just want to uh, slow the show down a bit to uh, remind our listeners at home how passionate that was. You're really making a case for Cam Talbot, aren't you? Yeah, man. And I'm sorry because I want to apologize, man, because the cat was like 
going insane and confusing me and i was kind of just rambling absolutely rambling fucking <laughs> garbage i was talking about like his wife and his postal code and like i don't yeah. talk about his wife i'm thinking about his wife or something <laughs> <laughs> anyways dude mrs calvert no so for yeah. our listeners yeah if you just want to go back a couple minutes and put the show on like half speed or something so you can actually listen <laughs> i was uh, absolutely going so i'm sorry about that um i don't know i'm very passionate about the man i think he's a great goaltender so we're gonna slow this down a bit now and uh, take it out of the the um intense as adam place sandler would say we're gonna take it at a medium pace yeah definitely i i went too crazy there i got a little bit too excited so you know i got to come i got into it though that was like Get like even came for me. I was like, yeah, go, I go, was going, go. man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just read that name on my paper and I was just like, Cam fucking tell, but Minnesota. As soon as I asked you who your underrated goalie was, you were like, I've been waiting fucking years for this, buddy. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and a more pick, even yeah, killed note. Good goalie. I'm sorry. Uh, no, man. Uh, good goalie. Probably not going to win a Vesna, but, uh, you know. I'll definitely get a Cam Talbot poster to put up my room if my girlfriend doesn't tear it down. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, he's definitely one of the goalies that doesn't have the name recognition. Like, you're talking about the best goalies. And if someone says Cam Talbot, like, you take a double take. You're like, what the fuck did you just say? Who the fuck is Cam Talbot, man? <laughs> yeah. But he's like... a starter. He's not a, He's not elite, um, we'll say. But, uh, you know, I just I was, like, looking at this list. I'm like, where can I put a guy from Minnesota in here? I got the gas yeah. in the field. And he's perfect spot. So, good starter. That's my that's my picking up for like sure. Said, definitely I'm underrated. Sold, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, great pick. My pick here, and this is a spicy little nugget, and I feel like a lot of people are, are just gonna shit on me for it. But I think Tristan Jarry from the Pittsburgh Penguins is a little underrated. Yeah, man, um, I think that's a great choice because he was actually second on my list. Second. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Cam uh, Talbot was fiftieth on my list. <laughs> You're just like the rest of them. Yeah, you don't believe like in the man. I know, I know. It's he's sick. also got the one of the best masks in the NHL. I mean, he's got the best pads too. This dude's unreal. Get yeah. him on the show. Send this guy a DM. <laughs> I will, man. Yeah, we'll try to get him on for next week. So he I'll can be defend beating his, his meat for two hours on this. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get him on. <laughs> no video on that show, of course. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll see that on Pornhub. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so Tristan Jari is my pick. Uh, I know he had a rough series last year against the Islanders where he gave up a lot of bad goals. Um, but uh, it wasn't all about that. Like, I think a lot contributed to that series. And I just want to go over some regular season numbers uh, right now. So in 1920, he played 33 games and he won 20 of them, only losing 12 and gave one up in overtime. Um, he faced 985 shots that year, only gave up 78. Uh, his goals against was 2.43, and he had a 9.21 save percentage. Um, so, like I was talking about earlier, in my mind, that's an elite. Those are elite numbers anyway, 9.21, yeah, with almost 1,000 shots against. Um, so I think that was a first, you know, introduction year for him, you know, winning 20 games. Um, it's a good year. It's a really good year. For sure. And then in 2020, 2021, uh, he played 39 because of the COVID shortened season. But in those 39 games, he won 25 games, only lost nine, and uh, dropped a couple in overtime. Um, his shots against that year were 1,100. And out of 1,100 shots, he only let in 100. So he saved 1,000 shots that season. Um, 
in 39 games, which is unreal. Uh, had a bit yeah. worse of a goals against average. He had 2.75, but still still under three. Uh, and his save percentage dropped off a bit that year, coming in at 0.909. Um, but still, I think he had a great regular season. You know, it doesn't matter. You can look at save percentage and goals against and all that. Um, but he got 25 wins, which is still like the dominant factor in a good team. And, a, and in a good team, everybody It's hard to analyze goalie. a goalie, man. For sure. By looking at numbers. Yeah, I think it's a small sample size, but where I think this guy gets underrated is uh, just in his playoff numbers. You know, he's a young goalie. Like, which young goalie hasn't struggled in the playoffs yet? Uh, he'll learn to win. He'll actually he'll get his shit together. Uh, I feel a lot of people call him a bad goalie just because, you know, uh, those bad goals last year. But I, I think, yeah. you know, if he's probably the most hard on himself, I, I don't. So I think. You know, a lot of people are underrating him, and I think he'll come back and have a fantastic regular season next year. And I think Pittsburgh is going to finish as one of the top teams again and go on to have a pretty good playoff run too. I think he had a great year last year, didn't he? Like, you know, he had a fantastic year, regular season. But where people are underrating him is just saying this guy's shit. He can't do nothing. In the he's playoffs. not that playoff goalie though. It seems like he's a bit. I was watching but that. Series. That's a small sample size that I'm talking about. A lot of people are saying that, but I mean, name a young goalie that's went into the playoffs and can do it consistently. I mean, you look at Jordan Bennington. Yeah, he did it one it year, like but he didn't do it the next year, you know? No. Um, so. You know, there's not many. Matt Murray, Pittsburgh goalie. I suppose they're all Pittsburgh goalies, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. something more about the team than the than the goalies. But Yeah. But that's a good pick, man, because he was second on my list because I looked at his numbers and I was saying, well, I mean, the dude's got, like, fucking good numbers, you know, for the Great most numbers. Part. Almost Vasilevsky. Yeah. I think vasilevsky got, like, five more wins. And um, yeah, but uh, and he won the Vesna, you know. Yeah, like we went over, I was just like fucking gassed up on Cam Talbot. I could not, could not miss that opportunity, so I had to throw Tristan Jerry to the wayside for the time being. No, for sure, I understand that Cam Talbot's overlooked a lot too. Every aspect of life, man. For sure, I like our picks. <laughs> is there any, uh, is there any runner-ups that we didn't get to either for the uh, overrated or underrated that you like to just throw out? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast that I picked. I was gonna. I had originally written down Jamie Ben as my overrated player. Yeah, I think I think people talk like in the last two or three years, man. It's like thirty something points a year, forty points. I mean, I don't know why people are when they mention Dallas and they mention like scoring, they bring up Jamie Ben, man. Because fuck, man, he's been on the bench for years now, hasn't he? Yeah, he doesn't. He's not the same player as he once was. He won at Ross and he's an Olympic gold in twenty fourteen. He was. Great player at one point, but I don't know. I, I was going to pick him, and I was like, nah, I'm going to piss off some Vancouver fans. So. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. I think but, uh, I think a lot of that uh, comes because he was such a, you know, what would he go in the fifth or sixth round? So I think a lot of that is just the, you know, yeah. adversity he faced to get to that level. Yeah. Th- that's what That was kind of my argument for Braden Point as well when he came as an underrated player, you know, facing a lot of adversity. But yeah, I didn't want shit on Jamie Ben, so I, I put that away. So nice, nice, good stuff. Next, we have a new segment we're introducing to the show called NHL New for the Week. Uh, this segment will be presented by a great friend of the podcast, Caleb Smith. So, Caleb, how are you today? I'm good, Trevor. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Thanks, buddy. Not a problem. Happy to have you. Uh, so let's give you a proper uh, intro to the show, shall we? Uh, what's your name, age, and your hometown? 
Uh, my name is Caleb Smith. I'm 22 years old, and I'm from Tollengate, Newfoundland. Awesome, buddy. Uh, what's your favorite hockey team and your favorite player? My favorite team ever since I was a little kid, the Chicago Blackhawks, baby. Fucking right, Chicago. Trans- <laughs> kid. Gotta say it every time. And uh, kid, my favorite buddy. player right now has got to be Patrick Kane, man. I mean, God love him. He's probably the best American-born player of all time, in my opinion. I'd mm. say too. Showtime. Sumter, yeah. Uh, all right, so the NHL New for the Week uh, is a new program, like we mentioned. It's going to showcase a Newfoundlander uh, that made it to the NHL, and we're going to give some fun stats and facts about that player. So thanks for the introduction, Kale. Let's get it going. Who is the NHL New for the Week? Well, I figured what better Newfoundlander to start off this segment than the first Newfoundlander to ever play in the NHL, Mr. Alex Faulkner from Bishop Falls. Um, despite... Alex being the first Newfoundlander to actually step foot on NHL ice. His brother, George, actually signed the first pro contract with an NHL team. He played four seasons with the Shawinigan and Gatorax, who were owned by Montreal Canadiens at the time. So George was pretty good at the time, too, but you don't really hear about him as much as his brother, Alex. Um, Alex got his shot when Coach Howie Meeker of the Toronto Maple Leafs saw him play in an exhibition game here in, Toronto, here in St. John, sorry. And he recommended Alex to President King Clancy. And Clancy took his word for it. And sure enough, Alex got a shot in the 61-62 season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But Toronto was stacked with guys like Dave Keon, Red Kelly. Poor Alex didn't get his uh, – he got his chance to step foot on the ice, but he didn't crack the roster. So his shot came in Detroit where he made a full-time appearance on the third line, which was the checking line with Larry Jeffrey <laughs> and Bruce McGregor. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about them or not. But. Yes, man. I got Bruce's hockey card. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beauty. Exactly. He's a beauty. Yeah. Sounds like a well, nice guy. <laughs> well, in uh, Alex Faulkner's total NHL career, he played 101 games, and he tallied 15 goals, 17 assists for 32 points. He was inducted into Newfoundland Hockey Hall of Fame in 1994, and he also won five Herder trophies, which wow. – um, for those who don't know, it was the best um, senior championship trophy in Newfoundland. And he won three with the Grand Falls Ancos and two with the Conception Bay Seabees. Go Conception Bay. Let's go. <laughs> so, the, yeah, here we go. That's our first Newfoundlander of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man, and what a that better was good, one man. to uh, yeah, start it off. Yeah, that's perfect one. Yeah, I almost feel it's a crime because I don't know any of those old guys. <laughs> and i feel like i gotta look into it but i just i don't know man i know danny yeah. clary and uh teddy Purcell. Well, i'm sure if i'm I'll not be mistaken i uh i think uh i heard somebody say that alex falconer actually played a game in twillingate when he was playing no with way. gander when he was really small wow, yeah. wow. never heard that before uh, i could have yeah. been someone else maybe but i heard him and his brother come down and played a, uh, a couple oh, games amazing. Yeah, I was looking at uh, Alex's stats earlier, and I seen when he was in juniors for Grand Falls, he played 14 games and had 84 points. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that unreal? It's like Caleb Smith and Adams. Yeah. (laughs) With my TPS response, Aaron Nine, best stick I ever had in Peewee's. Yeah. That's such a classic stick. I can only see you playing that uh, with that stick, Kale. Yeah. <laughs> it's back when okay. I played defense. 
back yeah, when we I played goalie. Actually, <laughs> we were oh, deep air, Steven. Yeah, we were actually talking to the Adam defense repair here. <laughs> yeah. The Wee Provincial Oi champions of, what, 2012? Yeah, the finest ever hit those in Glover Town. <laughs> <laughs> Clementine's at the wall and get, never getting invited back to the tournament again. Yeah. yeah. That was probably my doing for throwing Clementine's at the door. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be called the Twongate is not invited to the tournament next year. Oh, probably. Anyway, thanks for stopping by, Caleb. It was a pleasure. Yes, man, it was, it was really insightful, man. Thank you. I can't thanks wait to see you next me, week and see uh, the Newfoundlander you bring to the show. See you next week, boys. Take it easy, see man. See you later, buddy. See ya. All right, guys, this is the part of the podcast I've been looking most forward to. Uh, me and Steve are going to take a minute here to go over our favorite players on each NHL team. Uh, we'll go in alphabetical order, just to keep it simple. Uh, so, Steve, uh, who's your favorite player on Anaheim? I have to be uh, goalie John Gibson, man. Could have been yeah. one of the best uh, U.S.-born um, goaltenders to ever play if he wasn't in that, that shithole. But um, unfortunately for him, he had to play in Anaheim when they're at their lowest. Um, but, you know, we discussed him last week, and we did for a reason because he's an amazing player. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's um, – underrated and i don't know if he's overrated i feel like he's in a good place yeah but you know put him on a team where he could excel and you know we're talking about like a guy who wins a vesna guy who wins a cops but unfortunately he's an anaheim so bad for the guy but you know that's the way she goes that's my favorite player anyways it's a good pick i like john johnny too um mine on anaheim is troy terry uh, i just love his speed and the shootouts even though the bastard fucking uh beat canada, beat canada. yeah uh at the world juniors um doesn't matter i still love his shootout skills just watch him uh it's just such a treat to watch uh, he was a fifth round pick a uh, bit of an underdog and i always like the underdog so uh that's my guy from anaheim uh what about arizona i picked, I picked uh who else who else can you pick it's on the back of your jersey the man i picked the thrill the thrill man you can't pick anybody Kessel. else in arizona man he just one of those guys like even more so than hockey, you look at the guy himself and the personality is he's not much of a personality and that's what makes him a personality. Exactly. Yeah. He's, yeah. He just doesn't care, man. He'll eat a cookie. He doesn't care, man. He's still going to put 30 goals in the fucking net every year. He's a great I've heard hockey so player, much, man. So many funny stories from him too. Just to let the YouTube listeners know. 81. 81, man. Jersey. Let's yeah. go. He's an amazing um, player, and, you know, who other, man? I can't pick anybody else in Arizona, man, because when you got a guy like that on your team, so who doesn't love him? There's not one Arizona fan that goes, man, I fucking hate Phil Kessel trading. They just don't, man. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. I think he will request a trade, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no – at his point in his career, I mean, he's already got two cups with Pittsburgh, but I can't see him staying in Arizona because there's nothing there for him. No, no. Um, my guy in Arizona is Clayton Keller. I love his speed. I love the flash. Um, yeah, just when the team matures, um, I think he will be captain. Sorry to uh, kind of dog your boy, Ticker, in here. But I, I think he will be captain. I think he's a silent leader. I think he leads by example. Um, yeah, I just like it. Clayton That's Keller. Pick. Yeah, for That's sure. Pick. Uh, what about Boston? Who's your guy here? Boston, I chose a former Minnesota Wild Center, Charlie Coyle. 
Oh, nice pick. He, he came in um, through the deadline one year, I think, and he had a really good playoffs. Um, I think that's when Boston last to – that, that's when they went to the finals, I believe, the year he came, right? Yeah, with St. Louis. St. Louis. I think so. Okay. Anyways, I think he came in the playoffs. He had a really good playoffs. And, you know, uh, I knew him previously from Minnesota because he was on the team when I just started watching Minnesota because I never grew up watching Minnesota. It was more of a thing later on. And, you know, he's a player that I always liked. I'm, I think he's a really good player. I mean, he's not amazing or anything, but, he, you know, he plays the game well. So I thought he was a good pick. Yeah, he's a big guy, and he uses his body to uh, get yeah. a lot of offense that he wouldn't get if he was a smaller guy, I think. Yeah, for yeah, sure. He definitely uses that to his advantage. Yeah. Um, I got here is Matt Grizzlick, kind of like a, a low-key, <laughs> just such, such a weird play, and I can't really yeah. – I don't know really why I like him. I, I don't know. I just watch him play, and whenever he's out on the ice, I think he's a great defenseman, chips in on offense, and uh, he got injured last year, and it sucks because he was on his way to – on a career high. Um but uh, yeah, I think he's only getting better, and I don't know why. I just love this this player. I think That's he's, a, I don't I think he's an American him. player. I think you're name. right. Mm. Yeah, I don't know much about him, man. I I, I knew for a couple of years there he was kind of in a third pair. He was in and out of the lineup, but yeah. other than that, I don't know much about the guy, so I, I wouldn't be able to put him up there myself. But I'm sure he's a good hockey player. I think he was playing with McAvoy for a little bit this year. He's usually a top four, usually playing in the second pairing in Boston, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just a just a great player. I don't know why I like him. Um, what about Buffalo? Who's your guy here? Um, I think you might be able to guess this. Dylan Cousins, the dude's a fucking animal. Nice I power mean, horse from White Horse. Let's go. Yeah, he's he's amazing, man. He plays the game in any way you want. Um, imagine coaching this guy. He must be a pleasure to coach. I mean, he'd probably do anything, man. He'd lie down and block a shot with his face. He'd fight. He'd fucking penalty kill, power play. God yeah. does it all. He's Similar, um, he reminds me of Ryan O'Reilly in a way. Um, I think he's going to be captain of Buffalo um, when Jack Eichel leaves because he's going to fucking leave. You can understand, <laughs> right? So uh, I don't know if he's captain yet because he's so no. young, but he's he's got that potential and he's an amazing hockey player. And yep, between fan. him or Darlene for sure. Yeah. So uh, he's my pick. Yeah, great pick. I like that pick too. Like I, I can't get over how much I like watching that guy play hockey. I love him at World Juniors. I can't wait to see what he does for Buffalo. Yeah. Um, my pick would probably be Jeff Skinner, just because I think he's on one of the best contracts in the league right now uh, for, what he, <laughs> for what he does planning uh, rookie parties yeah. Yeah. and absolutely tearing up the league. I think that nine million is really well deserved. Yeah. No, I'm joking, but no, honestly, I do love <laughs> I do love Jeff Skinner. I loved him in Carolina. I I just used to yeah. watch him, love him. Used to watch him play. Um, I used to draft him all the time or not draft him, but uh, trade for him all the time, like old NHL games and stuff like that. I just, I don't know, love the way he plays. And uh, honestly, I believe he will score 40 again, at least one more time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's only if Buffalo can get their shit uh, in order. Like if Eichel stays somehow and he plays on a line with him and uh, I mean, Buffalo's just clicking and he gets power play time. I think he can, I think he's, I don't know. He usually does have a bad season, good season, bad season, good season. So I think Skinner can get back to his 40 goals, but that, that I think is it a can. stretch. But I yeah, think it's it not can, really, but not on this team. Yeah, good point, honestly. But who's taking that contract? Nobody. You're right nah, fuck it. That's a conversation for another day. Don't um, give Peter Shirley a job. Yeah, no, God, no. <laughs> 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 who's your favorite player in Calgary? Um, Calgary, uh, I was a bit indecisive on this one, but I went with Blake Coleman. He just recently signed there for a few years. 
Um, two-time Stanley Cup champion. He started off his career in New Jersey, I think. Um, you know, he's a really good player. And, you know, this dude is the type of guy who's not going to do anything and then he'll just score a goal with one hand on his hockey stick. He's scored some highlight real goals. He's got that talent, man. He's, I don't know, he's just not He's not the guy who's going to score 60 or 70 points, but he's, gonna, he's the guy who's going to, you know, be a consistent forward for you and, you know, get a couple highlight real goals, man. Absolutely, really, man. His he's a really good hockey rocket. player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, geez, everybody on this list got rocket was, but we won't talk about that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> he's, um, my, he's my pick. Yeah, that was my second, too. But uh, right above that is Chris Tanev. Uh, just got traded from Vancouver last season or signed there. I'm not sure. Uh, but he's a great stay-at-home defenseman, and he absolutely eats pucks. Like, this guy uh, just lies down. He'd lie down in front of a cement truck if he had to. Um I just love the way he plays. I love his loyalty and his effort just yeah. in his own end. He doesn't do a lot for the end zone, but, I mean, any team would be lucky to have this guy. Great leader probably, too. I mean, he's probably a really great leader. Yeah, he is. He's probably great in the dressing room, too, because, you know, yeah. all the, like he blocks a big shot or something. He's hurt on the bench. All the boys are rallying around him, just loving him. Yeah. He's a great yeah. hockey player. For sure. What about Carolina? Who's your, who's your take here? Um, this guy was in, I should have mentioned him when you asked if I had anybody else that I thought was underrated. And I actually thought about this guy, but I didn't at the time you mentioned is Vinny Trocek, man. He's yeah. a really good center, man. He is. He's awesome. Uh, I liked played, him in Florida. I couldn't believe he uh, yeah. got traded out. Played beyond Barakov for a while. And I mean, like he's very consistent player. Seems like he, you know, you're going to get 20 goals, 30 assists from every year. And you know, he plays the game the right way, and he's probably a really easy player to coach. He seems like that type of player who can just – you give him a goal and he and he finds a way to do it. And, you know, um, I don't I don't think – I don't think that he can do anything wrong, man. He's fucking every, – every time I've watched the Carolina game, he's always been in the right spot on the ice, so I'm a big fan of his. And, you know, I always like Finney, too. He's, uh, he seems like the guy – and because he's so underrated, uh, he seems like the guy that could play – uh, first line, or he could play fourth line, and he'd do what the coach yeah. tells him to go out there and do. And he wouldn't so like complain once, man. No, I like that too. Uh, my guy here is a new fellow, uh, Martin Nikas. Uh, he's good. Rookie season in, I think, 2018. And ever since then, he's only been getting better. I, I love his speed. I love his playmaking ability. Uh, I think he's going to be a star in the league soon. But um, the only thing is, he might be a guy that we look years from now saying, this guy is so underrated for what he does just because he's going to get outshadowed by all the skill they have up front. You know, Tara Vinen, Aho, uh, Shveshnikov, um, Vinny Trocek. He's got a lot of skill to play with there. So I think this guy will yeah. be uh, someone we look to in the future saying, uh, why does this guy fly so low under the radar? Yeah. I mean, he was a first-round pick, man. He was highly thought of. And, you know, I, I don't see any reason why he's not – He's not going to succeed in the NHL. I remember watching him in the World Juniors. So I think it was a Czech or well, wherever he's from. I think he played with Zadina. Yeah, he? yeah, yep, Czech. And I was like, man, this guy's going to be a wicked NHL player. He's got that potential, so it's a good pick. For sure. Um, I know we shit on him a lot this episode, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> if there is any favorite player in Chicago, who would that be? Um. He's got to be Seth Jones. God, just best defenseman in the oh, league. Oh, great defensive. Kind of consistently. Oh, <laughs> his defensive side of the puck, unbelievable. Oh, great unbelievable. defensive awareness. <laughs> no, uh, all seriousness, it's got to be the flower, man. I mean, feel bad for the guy the way things ended in Vegas. It's yeah. terrible the way they treated him, man. It's, I used to love Vegas. I, 
I was going to, I seen a Vegas hat on sale this week, actually. And I was like, man, that looks sick, but fuck you. Cause you traded flurry. So I never even went and bought it. So I don't know. Flurry, man. Um, does anybody really dislike flurry? I don't think so. Great goalie. I, I mean, sometimes, so. sometimes he's, he plays a bit uh, questionable, does questionable plays with the puck, but I mean, he's For a great sure. goalie. I think he's a yeah. hall of famer. Yeah, shit defenseman, great goalie. That's what I say about yeah. Flower. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm happy you said that. Uh, definitely a Hall of Famer. My pick for Chicago would be Marc Andre Fleury. Yeah, well, that's our <laughs> he first. Is, he is my favorite. That's our first that we've uh, agreed, agreed on. Upon. He is definitely the, my favorite goalie of all time. Ever since um, his time in Pittsburgh with those bright yellow pads, I can remember I was on like. Uh, seven or eight years old. I loved watching him. I used to get hockey cards from McDonald's, the bright yellow pads. Fucking love this guy. Uh-huh. He looks like he's always having fun on yeah. or off the ice. He could be getting blown out, like, I don't know, letting four shit goals. And, you know, he makes a good save or he robs someone. He's smiling again. He's just one of those guys yeah. that people love to root for. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's my guy. Um, yes, man. Hopping over to Colorado. Who's your favorite <clears throat> player on this team? Well, easy, you know, being from uh, the Rock, you know, it's got to be New Hook, man. He's going to be a top six forward, easy. I think I got all the money on him. I think he's going to be a 50, 60-point guy at some point. I mean, even – he could score more, man, playing on that group. They got a lot of offense in Colorado. And, you know, I looked at this team, and I was like, I can't really pick anybody else because, I mean, I, you got to cheer for, you know, the, the guy from the province. And, you know, he's a great hockey player, so it makes it even easier to cheer for him. For sure. Yeah, that was my number two on this list, but right ahead of him, just because, I don't know. <laughs> I like this guy more. It's Nathan McKinnon. I think uh, uh, obvious superstar, kind of a biased opinion just because I like the way he plays. But, um, you know, I just feel like he's a kind of a Crosby type, just really hard on the puck, really powerful. Uh, I love his worth ethic and his, you know, obvious talent and competitiveness, but just his will to be the best pe- hockey player possible, just the way he's been switching up his diet and his exercise. Yeah. And doing everything possible to be the best hockey player, um, I think is really admirable. So I yeah, really and I mean, him. if I never had New Hook, I would have had McKinnon because you know I, sure. I feel the same way. But the dude, he's, he just wants to be better than everybody else. Yeah. So plus, he was in an episode of Trailer Park Boys. So. Yeah, he was in several. I think was he? Fuck, I yeah. love him. Love that man. <laughs> yeah. What a guy. Yeah. Uh, what about Dallas? Um, is it Columbus or Dallas? Oh, Jesus. Uh, what about Columbus, buddy? All right. I uh, chose a newest uh, Columbus Blue Jacket, Jakob Vorchek. Nice. I don't know. I was just something about the dude. He kind of looks like Gritty in Philly, too. He kind of looks like the mascot. I mean, Yeah, they had to trade I, him because Gritty was taking uh, too much. Yeah. They were getting too confused. Dude yeah, was they didn't know who was who. Yeah, who the <laughs> fuck's lacing him up today. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a great, great player for a while. I mean, he's... He's not going to win any awards, but I think he's a solid top six winger. And I mean, he does his job every year. And you know, um, yeah. you ever see that uh, that interview where he just completely shit on the press? Oh yeah, called the yeah. oh man, what fucking he weasel! It? You fucking a bunch weasel. of weasel! Yeah, that that <laughs> fucking reporter. Yeah, that guy got fucking yeah. sewered, man. <laughs> yeah, so he seems like a fucking laugh to be around. So yeah, I, got, I had to pick. Him. Yeah, and I like that too. How down to earth he is, because I mean, any other player would be like fuck, I guess I'll just answer this guy's question then I can go <laughs> yeah. home and live my life, but fucking call this guy a weasel. <laughs> yeah, he oh, don't man. care, man. He made his money. He's He's been in the league of all. He says what he wants. Anybody who's seen that interview too remembers um, 
uh, who was right next to him? Travis Konechny. Just did yeah, a like, double take, like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, my favorite on that. I like that pick, though. Voracek would definitely be uh, one of my favorite players in the league, too. But I got to go with him, man. Boone Jenner, probably one of the best hockey names there ever was. Uh, played for my hometown team, Team Oshawa Generals. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hell yeah. I think he might have been the captain for his last year. Um, he played, I think he played four years in junior, which tells you how hard of a transition, like, or how, like, much he had to work at it to actually perfect his game to get up to the the show. But I just love the way he plays, how, you know, grit in the corner and just, uh, I yeah. think I read a stat somewhere that he led all rookies in his year for hits. So that Probably. just tells you what the kind of player he is, man. I love Boone Jenner. And like I said, just, I, I like even saying his name, you know, I could, I could sit at home, watch TV and just. You know, to say Boone Jenner every time the guy steps on the ice and I'd have a good time. Yeah, definitely. Um, But I I would have to disagree with you a bit there to a certain extent of why I don't like the guy. I watched a video on YouTube. um, It was by Bear Down, the guys who do the quizzes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guy, Jesse, you know, funny (laughs) guy. Um, He was there. uh, He was coaching like, yeah, he was coaching this, uh, like, um, I don't know, some type of like – game for whatever in the off season i don't know if it's for charity or whatever it was and yeah. um boone jenner was playing in it man and he was like behind the bench he had the fake mustache on like just having a laugh and like all the other players like dubois was there and a few other guys and like everybody seemed really nice and down to earth and then he was just trying to make a joke with boone jenner man like because he like made a joke so, like man you got to play harder or something and like boone jenner was having none of it man he was fucking pissed yeah i never yeah, seen man. that but... i was like wow man he seems like a dick yeah, he might have been having a bad day or something, but yeah, yeah I'll have to check that out. And I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I know what video you're talking about because I was watching little, uh, you know, sound bites from it and stuff like that. But I never seen the part where Boone Jenner fucking uh, yeah, he's pissed. Big dog, uh, buddy from Bird. I don't think he said much, but I mean, he just looked so pissed, man. Like he was yeah. gonna, like eat his ass out or something. Oh. Boone Jenner tries to eat my ass, man. Bring it over, man. Yes, man. Open the door. <laughs> Uh, what about anyway, Dallas? Dallas, favorite player here. Um, this is the only team I chose too because um, I got a little story. Uh, I was in a fantasy league a few years ago with a couple of my buddies, and you know, uh, I think it was like round three. So round three, you're gonna get a like a really good player. Yeah, and I was, I was just uh, casually scrolling through when it was my pick. I think we had like a two minute timer to make our pick or something. So I was just scrolling through and I accidentally clicked on my laptop. I clicked Esselindel in like the third round and I accidentally clicked confirm and uh, drafted the dude uh, like by like, <laughs> I don't even know who it was by like uh, Carlson oh, and yeah. Stamkos or something. I drafted <laughs> Esselindel and I got shit on for it and it ended up being a pretty good pick. I mean, he was. He didn't get much many points, but I mean, like he, he never got hurt. He seemed consistent enough. I mean, it would look looked a lot better if he was picked in the 16th round or something. Sure, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just after that, I was like, man, like I'm gonna pay attention to this guy how he plays, and he seems like a really good defensive defenseman, and he compliments Klingberg a lot. Yeah, I do. And, uh, to move I on like to the other player uh, that I picked is Ryan Suter because I mean, good old Minnesota player. I mean, therefore, oh, yeah. I mean, solid yeah. defenseman. If there was an award for defensive defenseman um, a long time ago, I feel like Ryan Suter would be a more decorated guy in the league. Yeah, he's been, probably get two mistakes. or three of them. Yeah, so uh, I couldn't decide, really. I wanted to talk about both of them, so I just did that. That's the only team. That 
Yep. It better be, man. Don't be breaking the rules no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, this the next team coming up, Detroit. I could have picked multiple players here. Um, but I'd be interested to see who you pick from it. Um, didn't you you didn't you never talked about your Dallas guy, did you? Oh Jesus, look at me getting drunk and forgetting what to do. Um, so my <laughs> guy, <laughs> hey, uh, this is pretty cool. We're all picking defensemen. My guy is Miro Haskin and yeah, um cool. In my, in my opinion, the second best young defenseman in the game, only behind Kale McCarr. Um, this guy will win a Norris one day. Uh, I love the way he skates. I love watching him for Finland. Uh, when he was drafted, I knew nothing about him. But ever since, you know, um, I watched him at an, you know, an under-18 tournament or even maybe the World Juniors, I've I just been uh, laser-focused on his career, and I'll follow it until um, he retires. But this guy is probably one of my favorite defensemen in defenseman in the game right now yeah he's a special defenseman there's no doubt yeah. about that anyway on the detroit unless i missed uh, another team or player no, no you're good <laughs> we got uh for me we got tyler bertuzzi i mean he's like is there any is there many players like tyler bertuzzi left in the league not many i don't think so he's a um, maybe the chucks Excuse me, I'm Burp. Yeah, or Gallagher yeah. or something like that, or Marchand or something. Yeah, there's not many, man, and he's a really good utility player, man, who can play uh, – who's got a bit of talent, right? He can play top six, and, you know, he's he adds a bit of toughness to the lineup. So, I mean, I, I looked at Detroit's lineup, and I seen this guy, and I was like, uh, it's got to be him. He's the type of guy I get when I play NHL games and put him in. So Yeah. He's a great player, man, so it was an easy pick for me. Yeah, I love that pick. Um my favorite player for Detroit is Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fucking love this guy. Man. Yeah, this exactly. Stud. Um, <laughs> I love his gritty game. And uh, I don't yeah. know, like like a bit of skill to complement that too. I love how he can play top six. And he wasn't expected to play top six. I think he was drafted third round, like his brother Tag or his cousin Tag. Um, mm. And I mean, the best lettuce in the league. Like, oh, yeah, he's got um, it's debatable, but man, great. And I mean, huh, what better lettuce and a missing tooth in the front? Like, his overall, like, just <laughs> facial recognition. He's a hockey player. He's, like, a hockey he's a player. fucking hockey player, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. What about Edmonton? Who's your guy here? I feel like we might have the same one here. An old uh, Toronto player, Zach Hyman. Yeah. It's got to be, man. He's. I love him, man. I watched him since he played his first game in the league. Uh, he's just one of those players that, you know, he just brings it every night. He's there every shift, man. He doesn't miss a beat. He does anything. He's like – I say that a lot about a few players, but, I mean, when I say it about Zach Harmon, I literally mean he does anything. If you wanted this dude to go out there with a fucking semi-automatic – I don't know. Wait, that was a bad reference. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Holy anyways – <laughs> This dude will do whatever it takes to win. Is my point. Which yeah, he'll probably, fucking do. It's probably a bad it's semi-automatic uh, man. I believe it. <laughs> probably a bad um, comparison to make to do anything to win. But uh, you know, you get my point now. At least I got it across. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> loud and clear, bud. <laughs> yeah, your turn. Yeah. So uh, we actually got the same player. I, I knew it as soon as I. Uh, so that's two in a row now. Um, yeah, great player. Uh, probably one of the best in the corners and net front. Uh, what I really like about this stud is uh, <laughs> he can play. Uh, he can play power play or PK. So I really like that. I love players that can do that. He's good offensively, but on a, but 
if you got too many players on your team on the power play like they did in Toronto or uh, now Edmonton, you know, he'll he'll be great on the power. I mean, penalty kill yeah, as well. Yeah, he's good in front of the net. Yeah, for sure. I love him in front of the net. And, I mean, down in the corners, like I mentioned too, like uh, a lot of people in the game probably can't even beat him down the corners. And he's not looked at as this huge, great uh, player. Oh, he's getting paid like it now, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got his yeah. money now. Yeah. Uh, what about your Panthers pick? Who's your guy? Um, I picked uh, a guy who's a little bit off the board uh, for Florida. Uh, he was undrafted. So I felt like I I wrote that down in my notes just to make sure that I mentioned that. It's Ryan Lomberg. I think that's how you say it. Um, yeah. I've seen him in the playoffs this year, and I never really paid attention to the guy um, prior to that. And I was like, man, this dude just got energies. He knows how to play the game. And I, I felt like he was just a really solid player. And uh, I kind of was hoping this offseason that the Leafs might go out or Minnesota and make a run at this guy. I mean, I know it wouldn't probably cost a lot to get him on the group. But uh, I don't know. I just I just liked him. Something about him, the way he's – I don't know, the way he plays. And you know, I just thought he was a really interesting player. So I, I'm probably going to keep track of uh, the rest of his career and see what happens to him. For sure. And, yeah, I'm always cheering for uh undrafted players yeah, definitely, uh, or yeah. underdogs or people who's drafted late um, people who have a lot of obstacles against them to even yeah. crack a lineup. I love those players. Uh, my guy, he is Jumbo Joe. <laughs> Big Joe. Thor. Jumbo I, Joe fucking, yeah. I fucking love this guy. Ageless wonder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just like the Nick Backstrom, uh, probably one of the best playmakers for the last decade. Um, just a great team guy, do anything to win. Hard on his teammates, uh, kind of like a, a Michael Jordan in the NBA. Yeah. Just like I've heard stories about this guy just ripping his own players in uh, practice, but it makes him better players. So um, I respect that. Like if you get like a fourth line plug, uh, ripping players and fucking yeah practice, yeah. you know, like that guy's a that guy's oh. a scrub. Get him out of here. Uh, but when, when Joe Jumbo Thornton talks, to you, yeah. when Joe you Thornton talks, you know, like it means something. And yeah, I mean, yeah. how can you mention Jumbo without mentioning that fucking beard, eh? Best beard <laughs> in the league, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. He's a fucking beard. Most man. iconic, anyway. Like, if if I seen that beard and you're like, which famous athlete is this? Like, it's easy. I mean, it's it's either a hundred years old James Harden or it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> Joe Thornton. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, who's your guy for the picks. Los Angeles Kings, my buddy? Um. My player for Los Angeles is a guy who I believe is going to win um, some type of hardware in his career, maybe an uh, Hart or an Art Ross or something, and that's Quentin Byfield. Um, I've seen a lot of people, uh, especially a guy we know, yeah, who's, who's not too he's not too high in Quentin Byfield, and I don't understand why. I mean, um, I believe he was the youngest player in the AHL last year. Could have been, yeah. The numbers he put up was. Like, you know, it was almost a point per game. And then he came in and played a few NHL games. He had a few points. So uh, I believe in him, man. He was second overall pick behind Lafreniere a few years ago. And I don't know, man. It's just he, – he reminds me – I don't know if this is just how because he's tall or if, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I think he reminds me of Guinea Malkin. I think he's got that uh, ceiling, man. I, that's a big ceiling for me to, it is, yeah. to say something like that, but I think he's got that Two ceiling, second man. He's, overall picks. He's got that reach, man. His stick is long, and, like, he's fucking uh, – he's a very aware player. He knows where he is on the ice, and I, I just think he does 
I got big hopes for this guy. I'm going to follow his full career, and I, I hope he does well, and I hope he uh, proves me right. Yeah, and uh, unlike a Jack Hughes, per se, like he doesn't have to fill out. He doesn't have to gain muscle. Um, no, the only thing he's, he's got to do is just find his way, learn how to move his body and, you know, find, uh, like you said, yeah, just find his way, uh, you know, learn to play with the muscle he got there and he will, uh, he's got every single, uh, I don't know. Attribute. Reason to, yeah, exactly. Trait to be a great NHL and all the potential in the world as well. So for yeah. sure. Uh, my guy here is Brennan Lemieux. Sad he got traded for oh, New yeah. York from New York Rangers. Yeah. Cause I like playing, watching him there. And, uh, but, uh, I love the edge he plays with. Uh, he's a great small fighter. Uh, I like how he stands up for his team and he's loyal wherever he goes. Despite he's been traded four times, which kind of surprised me when our, uh, three times he's been on four different teams, which kind of mm-hmm. burns me out because how good of a small forward he is. And, you know, you're only going to use him on the third or fourth checking line. Uh, Maybe that has something to do with his personality. You wonder. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. Maybe he's a locker room cancer of some type too. Because I yeah. mean, he's a great little player, and I love him to death. Yeah, he, I, I thought he was a really good player. Not really good, but I mean, he's not a useful player. We'll say. I mean, more useful to, than a fourth round pick that what yeah. uh, the Rangers got back, but maybe they know yeah. something we don't. Yeah, oh, so. you're right there. Yeah, that's a good pick. All right, without wasting any more time, what about your Minnesota pick? I know you've been waiting a while for this one. Uh, can you guess? Uh, I would guess Krill the Thrill. I had to. It's got to be, man. I mean, Calder Trophy winner. I mean, one of the most dynamic forwards the league has The ever most seen. exciting player to watch, <laughs> except for McDavid right now. Yeah, I think so, man. I, I would say that's fair. And, I mean, a lot of people are going to argue with that, but there's a difference between being exciting and being, like, you know, great. But he's both. And, and you know, you can have a great player who's not exciting to watch. I mean, Patrice Bergeron's, like, watching paint dry. The dude's yep. fucking uh, – I don't sit down and get excited to watch Patrice Bergeron. No offense, the dude's one of the best players in the league, uh, some would say. And But Kirill Kaprizov, man, every guy, every time this guy steps on the ice, man, I'm just glued. My eyes are glued to the screen. I'm like, what is he going to do? And, yeah. you know, the ways he pulls off his moves and, you know, incredible skating. Some of the best skaters oh, I've seen yeah. in my life. One of the best skaters I've seen yeah. in a while. Yeah, he's, he's unreal. His edges are great. and. He just finds ways, man. It's just uh, he's not the biggest guy, and he's not the strongest, and you know, um, he just finds ways to do stuff that other players can't do, and it's really inspiring. It's amazing to watch. So uh, this dude's got a good career. Hopefully, he signs because if he goes back to fucking Russia, yeah. wherever he goes, <laughs> I'm gonna be shitting bricks. But let's hope he signs. Uh, Minnesota's gonna easily become the most fun team to watch to the most boring team. Yes, exactly. Team goes back to Russia. Yeah, yeah very quickly. Yeah. Uh, for my pick, uh, the pride of Norway, Norwegian prince himself, oh, Matt yeah. Zuccarello. Uh, I love this guy's speed and his playmaking abilities. I think he plays great with Kirill. So what a good one-two punch yeah. man you got here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this guy on New York Rangers, and uh, I've loved him ever since. Uh, yeah, he's a great player, man. I, I, yeah. love, I love watching him, too. He's great at passing the puck, and all, all they need. That line needs is that dynamic center. Like Jack, put Jack Oakle on that line. Fuck man, how, yeah, many, how many how many cups are they gonna raise in fucking Minnesota? Man, it's just they need that one center, and I think they're on to that next level. But yeah, uh, that's kind of dicey saying. Oh, we just need that one piece. I wonder how many fan bases said that and didn't yeah, make a. That's fair. But Zuccarello's a really good player. I like that choice. I love him, man. Yeah, same. 
happy to agree. Uh, what about Montreal? Um, I picked Carey Price because, you know, it's, it's just like one of those things, you know, how do you not like to go? I mean, he's such a great name in hockey. He's done a lot for hockey and seems like yeah. he's a solid guy. Um, won a lot of awards and he's played in the league a long time, man. He was drafted in the first round in 2005, I think, something like that. Fifth overall. Five. Yeah. I mean, Pierre Maguire doesn't like him, but who gives a fuck about that? You ever see that thing where he's like, oh, they got the Jose Theodore and that we don't need Carey Price in Montreal. You ever see that? Jesus, what a bad call. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. And uh, No, we got to have a segment where we go over all the shit Pierre Maguire says. I'd love that, honestly. Didn't yeah, he just get a GM job or something? He got a job in Ottawa. It's not GM. It's like some kind of advisor or some shit like that. But, uh, yeah. Oh, Anyways, Carey Price, how do you not like him is what I'm getting to. So, I, I had to pick him. I like him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My guy here, uh, maybe just like on as iconic for the uh, Montreal Canadiens is Brennan Gallagher. I, uh, I love the way he plays kind of like Bertuzzi, kind of like Boone Jenner. He's always hard on the puck, hard on the players he's playing against. Uh, one of the best shit disturbers in the game. Oh yeah. Um, and he can definitely chip in on points. So I like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Smashville Predators, man? Is your guy here? This one's a bit off the board. Um, Tanner Janat. Uh, he didn't play much this year. I, I think he's still considered a rookie. Um, and the fact I have here written down in my notes is that he was a undrafted player. He played this season, this past season. He played in the ECHL, AHL, and NHL. And I feel like this guy just lit it up in the ECHL, played extremely well in the AHL, got a call up. And he played extremely well in the NHL. I think he just carved his way into a full-time NHL role. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see players that come in like that. It makes you want to pay more attention to them rather than a guy who's, like, uh, drafted 18th overall, who's got a pretty good full ride to the league for the most part. Yeah, for sure. I always cheer for underdogs, man. I love him. Yeah. So uh, he seems tough, and he seems like he's uh, got a bit of skill to go along with it. So he's a nice guy to watch. And I guarantee you a lot of – Whoever's watching this probably don't have a fucking clue who Tanner Janata is, and I wouldn't blame him one bit because I barely know who he is, but uh, solid yep. player, I think. You can absolutely uh, add me to that list, buddy. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> that guy is, but um, I'm going to look him up right after this and see where he came from because uh, I love that. Uh, my guy here is Roman Josie Yossi. Uh, oh, yeah. Fucking man rocket. Uh, great demon, and uh, for my money, one of the best captains in the league. Uh, not a lot of defensemen can kind of lead a whole forward group by example, but I think he does. I and think he's he the best forward on that team, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like he uh, he kind of guides the blue line and kind of directs the offense on that team too. He's like a fucking star quarterback there. So yeah. I think <laughs> my voice uh, is cracked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ears so. getting me. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, New York Islanders, dude. Um, I had New I had New Jersey before New York, but it doesn't matter. Did I fuck oh, it Jesus up? Christ! So did I. Uh, Devils. Who's your guy? Um, Mackenzie Blackwood, man. The dude has lost some teeth, and he's a goalie, so I don't really know how that happened. Um, he must be a street fighter or something. So I, I automatically love him. Yeah, <clears throat> he's a great goalie, man, and uh, I feel like he's going to be. Um, contending for a spot on Team Canada. Um, I don't think he gets it necessarily, 
But, uh, you know, I think he's got a lot of potential. And when New Jersey gets better in the next few years, I think people are going to realize how good of a goal he actually is. And uh, I've loved him for ages. I used to draft him in NHL. So, he's a great goalie. Yeah, me too. That's my pick here too, man. Um, yeah. I forgot that he lost teeth. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't. I have, I have no idea how he lost them, but they're not there. So didn't he have a black eye in one of his pictures too? I don't fucking know, man. The dude gets a shit beat out of him. I don't understand. <laughs> man, I feel like in one of his pictures he was absolutely like got the wheels beat off him or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, love them in juniors. Uh, I think he's going to be a top goal in the league. Uh, yeah. Like you said, I used to draft him in NHL games. And he's a guy just like John Gibson, where I feel like he's going to be a recurring topic on this podcast. Oh, like, for I can't a long give time. Praise that guy. Like, yeah. Like now that they're they're slowly starting to rebuild, I think he's going to be a big part of a, a great New Jersey Devils team. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, to the island, buddy. Who's your guy here? Former uh, All Star game uh, forward, uh, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Uncle Leo, the dude is a beauty, man. Um, he's got he's one of the best looking ugly people I've ever met. I've now I've met him, but I've ever seen. And I mean, he's just like I don't know something about him, man. You see, camera, I'm going to ice. It's like how do you not cheer for the guy to do something? He's just so uh, you don't expect them to do anything, and when he does something, it's like wow, he act, he can actually do crossovers like Leo Kamarov, and he he had a lot of offensive potential. I thought. But, I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't. That's kind of weird for me to call Kamarov having offensive potential. Can't well, even do a crossover <laughs> <laughs> when he was in Toronto through the dark ages before Matthews and stuff. Uh, there wasn't much else to look at. Stuart Piercy, Leo Kamarov, right? What pick your poison? So um, I don't know. It's just I feel like if he could start his life over even <laughs> more offensive potential <laughs> but i don't know man i just love the guy and i don't need an explanation because i love him so that's my explanation yeah no that's fine with me um <laughs> i made this list a while ago but if i had to redo it i put zidane ochara here he just yeah got sure. sign that's a good pick i yeah. fucking love ochara but anyway i'll go off my list uh matt barzell great hands great skating uh, he's probably the smoothest looking player in the NHL. Oh, he's smooth, you know, like, man. He's good looking. Every time. Too. He's a good looking fellow. Oh, yeah. Nothing to shake oh, a stick yeah. at, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking, <laughs> yeah. Every time he touches the puck, it seems like he's just the smoothest, best looking player out there. Um, he kind of skates like uh, Kirill Kaprizov, man. I was going to yeah. compare him earlier, but I didn't want to give it any spoilers that I really like this player. Um, yeah. I just like this player a lot. Yeah, he's a good player, man. Uh, really what good. about in Madison Square Garden? Madison Square Garden, it's a guy who took a little while to get going in his NHL career. And he didn't really – he was a high pick, I believe, but he didn't really amaze out of the gate. And he kind of moved around a bit as Ryan Strom. I really like mm-hmm. him. I think he's a solid player, and he seems like a nice dude. I've seen him in the interviews and stuff. And he just seems like a guy you like and you're going to cheer for. And – um he was in uh, Long Island as well, I think, when he started off. And he went to Edmonton and didn't really work out. Now he's in uh, New York uh, with the Rangers. So um, I just cheer for him. I think he's a good player. And I think he's underrated. Honestly, it should be mentioned that. 
he, he, he gets points. Um, last three years, he finds ways to be productive. And, you know, that's what you want from a top six center. So I think he's a good player. Yeah, great, uh, great two-way guy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I think it's just a step keeping him back. Like, the Strome brothers aren't really that quick. I think if, uh, like, Dylan Strome in Chicago looked really good in juniors, too. And he was drafted third overall by the Coyotes. And I think it's just that, I don't know, the, uh, the Strome brothers aren't the quickest or the flight of foot. Oh, yeah. So I think that's the reason. Um, my guy for me, it can't be anyone else. Uh, new new addition, Ryan Reeves. Uh, <laughs> toughest, toughest guy in the toughest league. Toughest nails. Yeah, you won't find you won't find anyone like if someone uh knocks this guy out or beats him in a fight, you know, just luck like blow the internet up. Yeah, he is the toughest guy. And I heard he's he's so best kind of off the ice. He's uh he's a great laugh. I feel like he'd big dog like me or you though. Like we went up to him saying, Hey Ryan, man, great game. He's like, Man, get the fuck out of here, pigeons. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I heard to like NHL yeah, players, probably. like he's a yeah. great fellow to have a laugh with yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that's my guy here. Yeah, what about the uh, uh, dirty Ottawa Senators? Um, is there a future captain of Mars, Brady Kachuk? I mean, the dude just works like a dog, you know, and he's he's got a lot of skill. He's one of the better hockey families to ever exist in the Kachuks. I mean, to this point, I mean, there's only three of them, but, I mean, they're still like a great hockey family to be in. You know, yep. tough players, all of them. Keith, uh, Matthew, and Brady are all tough. And then, you know, they all got skill and all hard draft picks. So I just like him. I just like watching him. I think he's talented. And uh, I think Ottawa's going in a good direction. And it's, uh, he definitely makes it more interesting to turn on Ottawa Senators games, uh, game. So it's, it's, it's cool to see him succeed. Like his, uh, for sure. Members. Yeah. Yep. I'll make from the same cloth as some yes, people sir. would say. My pick here is, uh, Brady Kachuk. Uh, <laughs> I love his tenacity and his offensive talents. Uh, I love that picture of him and Matt where it's the Step Brothers uh, movie poster. Yeah, I see that, man. That's I, fucking, I love that. Uh, <laughs> it looks like he's always having fun. Him and uh, Timmy Jimmy Stutzlow in yeah. Ottawa, they're always having a good time, yeah. too. Yeah. So I really love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Brady, it, it can really Something. be any other players. There's some players on that lineup, like, um deeper down in the depth chart that i like just for other reasons but for just i don't know just uh, i think you love them if you watch them but i hate to play against them so yeah i think it's only because of a fan i can actually like this guy hmm. what about um philly chose uh centerman kevin hayes rest in peace to his brother passed away yeah. recently that's a tragedy. He was pretty good, I, man. Man, Sucks. I don't get emotional that much, but, like, I opened Instagram and seen that he passed. Yeah, it's the same, man. And seen all the stories family. people were saying. Yeah, but I'm a not, man. What a tearjerker that whole day was. Yeah. I, like, I couldn't get my day going, man. It was such a sin just seeing yeah, tragic, everybody man. come around. And uh, Kevin is in training camp now with Philly, so, you know, he's definitely going through a hard time. He's, you know, maybe it inspires him to have an amazing season. Uh, you know, sometimes things like that, you know, you just want to, I don't know, just gives you a boost in a way, you know, and I mean, it's weird to say that, but in a sense it could, and I hope he yeah. succeeds. He's been a great player, man. Um, so on that $7 million deal a couple of years ago and people were like, wow, that's fucking huge overpayment, but you know, not, not really for what he does. I mean, he provides way more than scoring another group and 
I think he's the most solid player Philly's got right now. He's dependable and, you know, he's, he works hard. You know, I, I, I'm a guy who likes players who work hard, and that's what my list reflects. And so that's why I put him on here. Yeah, I think bringing um, uh, Keith Yandel there is going to help him out a bit, have a friendly face. I guess they're all friendly because they've been te- everybody on that team's been there for a while. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I think, yeah, and definitely underrated just in the sense of like, you don't see it on the scoreboard, but what he does for the team, just like motivating and keeping people just having a laugh and loose and stuff like that. Like, it's not going to generate goals directly, but uh, that's an intangible every team. You need needs. guys like that. Yeah. 100%. Uh, my guy, speaking of him, was Keith Yandel, uh, hilarious guy, sock yeah. daddy CEO. Iron Man streak. Iron Man streak, yeah. I think he's like what eight hundred games now, or nine hundred. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, I like how we can still play both sides of the puck despite his age. I think he's thirty six or thirty five. Uh, just still a great player at his age. So gotta commend him for that for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about the Pittsburgh Penguins? Um, easy pick. I chose Crosby. Um... I don't know. I just like Crosby. I mean, a lot of people you call him Crybaby Crosby. And, yeah. Um, a lot of people shit on him. And I don't know. I don't understand him. Man. He's one of the best. He's probably a top. I think he's a top five player of all time. No joke. I think maybe, so. yeah. Three I cups. Mean, he, everything he's done in his career, gold medals. You know, triple gold club. He's he's done it all, man. There's not much more this guy can do besides win a Calder, but good luck doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe win a Calder in uh, Russia or something, go to KHL. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's done it all. I like him. I mean, he seems like a great guy. He's, he's very secretive, it seems. Uh, he doesn't have yeah. social media, doesn't have anything. And, you know, that makes me think he's just, you know, down to earth. And, you know, I feel like if you run into this guy in a grocery store or something, he just, like, you know, he'd be nice. He'd let, let you pass him in line. You know, he's seems like a nice fellow. So, I I love Crosby, honestly. And I don't deserve – I don't think he deserves some of the hate he gets. Yeah. Um, yeah, great guy. I, like – Every time I like remind myself or hear that it doesn't have social media, kind of like takes me back to thinking like it's probably the same reason he uh, he wasn't like drinking in high school or probably I can't see him really being like a big party or anything like a lot of hockey players look at like Tyler Sagan and shit like that, like or Patrick yeah. Kane or something like he wasn't that person just because he, he dedicates his life to hockey. Yeah. And that's yeah. why it's so good. Crosby is the best grinder that ever played the games like behind the net in the corners. Crosby is going to beat anybody in the game. He's one of the time. best to ever do it, man. I said something one time. I'm not going to say it on the show because I don't want people to kill me, but I believe yeah. I put him in at like fourth all time. Oh, that's a hot pick. I don't know. I don't know that high, but definitely like, I mean, if you don't have him in your top 10, then you've never watched this guy play. No. And you don't know the career he's had. No. Um, my pick here is Brian Rust, uh, probably the opposite of Sidney Crosby. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, uh, just a great underdog, small forward, uh, huge player in the playoffs. Uh, I didn't like him or not that I didn't like him, but I didn't think he was as good as people were saying for the first like couple years he was in the league. But I'm definitely seeing it now. Like, I don't know. This guy just works his bag off uh, like day in, day out. Uh, he'll get you once he gets into playoffs and even in the regular season, like this guy's a sick player. Yeah. yeah, I like Brian uh, Ross, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with him. He's all right. No Crosby. No, he's, but, yeah, he's all right. He's a good fellow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's uh, my two cents on Brian Ross. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, this is actually, we're actually rebranding to the Brian, geez, Brian Ross the podcast. Brian Ross podcast. Uh, <laughs> Everything Brian Ross. Facebook. 
LinkedIn, MySpace, yeah, Google Plus. Um, he just sits uh, outside his window with a pair of binoculars every day. That's right. Something to talk about when new episode airs. Uh, we're actually having a special guest on the Brian Rust podcast next week. It's actually his wife and kids. We kidnapped them <laughs> and we're going to yeah. talk them in a basement yeah. and interview them. Yeah. Everything Brian Rust, this is your spot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what about Eric Carlson? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Eric Carlson. <laughs> what about, what about <laughs> Eric Carlson? Uh, who's your favorite? <laughs> Who's, Who's your, your favorite, favorite Eric Carlson, Carlson on the Santa Sharks? <laughs> uh, can I guess that your favorite player is Eric Carlson? <laughs> oh, man, actually, it's wrong. It's uh, it's Brian Rust. <laughs> Brian Rust. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Who's your favorite well, guy on the Sharks? Jesus. Um, James Reimer, former Leaf goalie. I do oh, not pick him, man. If you're a Leaf nice. fan, I mean. He was a pride and joy that team. He got too much hate when they lost in game seven. I mean, um, Jake Gardner's a fucking bum. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, how did Jake get wrapped into this? I don't know. He always <laughs> finds a way when it cut, when you're talking about the Leafs. Um, but I mean, Reimer is just such a nice fellow. I mean, it just seems like it seems like it anyways. I mean, we obviously don't know these guys personally, but from what we can tell, um, heart and soul, that team, um, he carried them to the playoffs that year in that shortened season. And uh, it's a sin he had to leave. And, you know, I, when I was younger, I, thought, I always thought he was going to go down as one of the best. Not the best, because you always have Johnny Bauer and guys like that, but I thought he was going to be one of the best goalies uh, to be a Leaf. But fortunately, it didn't yeah. work out that way. But uh, I love him anyways. I love him Sam's yeah, Well, he's definitely up there in, when you're talking about guys like Vesitaskla, though, for sure, and, uh, <laughs> and Jared Sparks. <laughs> uh, who was that goalie in uh, Toronto back in the day? Justin Pogge? Yeah, yeah, I thought that guy was gonna be a fucking superstar for some reason, probably just because I liked his name. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah. So my favorite shark, if you don't know already, is uh, Eric Carlson. <laughs> I, yeah. I love the guy on Ottawa. He's my favorite defenseman for the longest time, probably until Victor Hedman started recently turned on. I got to give the nod to him now. But uh, yeah, best offensive demon for the first half of the last decade, I'd say. Great lettuce, uh, yeah. rocket wife. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's good That's defenseman, man. Here. He's fucking odd. He dropped he off. He kind of fell off. He's got he's, yeah. he's got a couple ankle injuries, you know. Dragging. Hopefully, him he gets him back on track and helps. I hope so. I, I like to see him have at least one more, or two, one yeah. or two good uh, seasons. Yeah. The thing. newly, uh, the new franchise of the NHL, uh, Seattle Crackheads. Uh, who's your favorite right. guy on this one? Um, my favorite crackhead's got to be Colin Blackwell. Nice. I mean, he's uh, he had a breakout year in New York last year. Um, he, he kind of pushed his way up the lineup and kept doing it, and they kind of had to play him at a certain point. And he he just uh, seems like he's really got a really good shot or something. I was watching him and he scored a few goals, and I was like, man, this dude's got a sick shot, and you know, he's he's got a little bit of skill there, and I think he's a bit underrated, so. It's nice to see him secure a full-time NHL role, and I think he's going to do really good. Uh, like I was saying, the last podcast, somebody's got to step up in Seattle and be a superstar. And I mean, Colin Blackwell could, you know, out of the fucking bushes, just go jump it. Could jump out and score twenty-five goals or something. So, going to be interesting to watch. I could be totally wrong. He could get like three goals and get sent to the runners, but <laughs> I guess we won't know until it happens. I hope not, man. I love. Uh... 
I mean, I love under uh, underdog players. I'm pretty sure yeah. I said that like 17,000 times this podcast, but I'll say it yeah. again. That, yeah, yeah, I really like Colin Blackwell too. Yeah. He came out of nowhere. I didn't know who the fuck, fuck he was. Nowhere, he just started man. turning it on. So yeah, uh, my favorite guy in Seattle is uh, Jordan Everly. Uh, easy pick there, good Canadian boy. Uh, probably one of the best Canadian World Junior Championship performers of all time. Uh, his two goal game to uh, put in the overtime. Uh, in Jesus, I can't even remember the year. What, like 2012, maybe, or something like that. Yeah, it was a while ago. Just before uh, that, I think. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it could have been. It, yeah, it was around when Taylor right. Hall got drafted. Yeah, yeah you're right. Actually, 2010. Holy shit, I'm getting old. Um, yeah, Ava. Yeah, so uh, he seems like a great guy off the ice. He seems so like I don't know, innocent or wholesome or something. I, I fucking <laughs> love him. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh. It's got that Caillou to Big Red Dog energy. Very wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's not Caillou to Big Red Dog. What's his name? Caillou the Big Red Dog. <laughs> <What's his name? laughs> <laughs> Red Balding Dog. <laughs> the Man Dog. Caillou, man. What What's his actual is? name? <laughs> the Red Dog. <laughs> what the fuck was the Red Dog's name? <laughs> Clifford. Clifford the... <laughs> Holy shit! I just got I just called Jordan Everly. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we've been here for too long, man. Yeah, <laughs> brain cells are starting to die. Yeah, big time. I'm sweating. The heat is getting warmer in here. What's on the go now? Oh, Excellent. my God. Uh, so <laughs> Let's anyways, move on. Home. Were you trying to refer to him as Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yes, man, that guy, yeah. Why? And I call you the Big Red Dog. I don't know. Because <laughs> you said he was wholesome, and I thought about um, call you – no, Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> and you mentioned wholesome, so, you know, great guy, yeah. great locker room guy. I'm actually crying. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, Caillou's actually a little bitch in my opinion, man. Fuck that guy. Uh, yeah. Moving on, um, what about St. Louis? Um, former Leaf again. I mean, I'm just throwing former Leafs out of my ass. Um, Tyler Bozak. I mean, I love this guy. Flozak, man, he had the best lettuce at one point. Did he? Really good in the shootout. Yeah, really good in the shootout. And uh, he won uh, the game in the shootout when they played Detroit in Winter Classic that year, a while back. I don't know if you remember that. So, yeah, so, I mean, he's a great player, man, and he just signed the game with St. Louis, so it's, I love seeing him stay in the league, and I would love to see him come back to Toronto at a league minimum deal before he retires, man. I think that'd be a great addition, especially if uh, Jason Spezza next year decides to hang it up. I mean, you bring in a guy like Bozak, put him on the fourth line center, I mean, he's not going to do you any wrong, so. Yeah. I love the guy, and, you know, won a cop. It's amazing. Yeah, he's a great career. Great player. Yeah, great player. I like him too. I, I knew he was sick in the shootouts too. I didn't know he won the uh, game winning goal against Detroit, but I'm kind of pissed off now. I kind of hate him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no, I like Bozak too. He's, he's always yeah. been a great little player. Yeah. Um, my guy is Vladimir Tarasenko. I always used to take, pick him up in uh, free agency and NHL games. Fucking love oh, this yeah. guy. Uh, great goal scorer. I, I think if he didn't get bummed out with so many injuries. I think he could have won a Rocket Richard, like, easy. I, oh, I yeah. This, he's got talent, I think he's man. got Yeah, he's got so much pure skill. Like, I, I don't he's know. He's that Russian sniper. 
yeah he's epitome sure. of a Russian his work ethic that much like it doesn't yeah. seem like he works too hard it yeah. seems like it's all pure skill but i love watching him yeah definitely yeah might get traded yeah, I mean, he wants to get traded. Gonna go. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade him because they're they're kind of worried about what return they're going to get. So exactly, I, think... I, f- I think they'll let him play like and build up his um, trade value. Yeah, definitely. And then trade him. Maybe a trade deadline addition. Excuse me for a team who's looking to make a good platform. For sure, Stanley Cup uh, champions, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Who's your player here? Um, same guy I chose. And the underrated player is Braden Point. You know, we already rambled on about him. Yeah, just uh, two Stanley Cups could have won the Conn Smythe any of those years. Um, underrated, he's one of the best centers in the league. Does it all. So I mean, that's what more can you say about a guy? I and mean, he's underrated, and he's a really good player. I enjoy watching him, and you know the fact that he is underrated makes me enjoy it even more because I'm like these Same. guys don't know what they're missing. Yeah, stud, stud. Yeah, that's my uh, big red, fat Pat, Pat Maroon. Fucking love this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, he's second great. on my list. He's second yeah. on my list. Oh man. man, he's great with interviews. Uh he's had a great career, great story of how he came up through the ranks and like how he was playing with John Cooper. Uh three cups, that's right. Um, he wins everywhere he goes lately. Yeah, uh, he just wins everywhere. Just, like how hard he must have had to work, just like that big body on him. Went to Edmonton, fucking had had a pretty decent career, but I don't, just got to pick where he went said fuck it i'm going back home uh i want to win and went yeah. to st louis got his cup there said fuck this i got I'm one i'm getting going two. down to florida Let's... before i retire yeah you think yeah go down there get some sun with tampa and yeah. uh win two more i mean i hope he gets four fuck it yeah i hope he signs at the leafs next year yeah uh <laughs> except for except for maybe Ovi and uh kucherov i mean probably one of the best stanley cup partiers there is oh yeah man He'd be wild. Have on the go. Maybe I'm inviting right. my birthday party next year or something. Yeah, I might invite him in on the podcast if you got time to come on. Jeez, man, that's a good idea. No, we're not going to get anybody. <laughs> might All get right, the buddy. EC- ECHL Marcus Power. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. No, um, I'd say we can get a. I'd say we get a new client growler on here eventually. Oh yeah. Just need to sweet talk him a little bit. Oh but yeah. Anyway. I'm wearing the jersey, and you're wearing the jersey on your heart, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, you got a favorite player on this team, or should we skip I do. this one? I do have a favorite player, and um, he takes a little bit of heat, and I think uh, anybody who comes in and puts a C on a jersey takes a bit of heat, and that's John Tavares, man. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. I think uh, I think the hardest job in the league, just in, sense, in a sense of – having to do it every day and having to deal with it as being the captain of Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that's the hardest job in the league. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Phaneuf was put through the ringer every it's so hard, fucking man. year. He you're was always, and you're always questioned. Getting the same thing. And, I mean, Tavares came and scored 47 goals in his first year. He's an elite Yeah, that was an insane. Player. That was an insane year. I couldn't believe he coming and do that. Just He's like an elite player. Just having to learn every, like, new face in the locker room and stuff yeah. like that and all the pressure he was given. Insane. He, I, I think I honestly think I'm not saying this either. If John Tavares never got injured in last year's playoffs in game one, I think Leafs were getting that around more because Leafs only needed a few more goals, man, to win that series. They only just John, lost the series. John Tavares would have been that guy to get that overtime goal. He did it in New York. New York made the playoffs one year when he was there. He scored the overtime winner in a game. He's just, I love him, man. And I played hockey, man. And when I've always tried to base my game around John Tavares, even when he's on the island, I was like, man, I love this guy. He's my favorite player in the league. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. man. He's my favorite player in the league. I love him. Um, I play center in hockey, and I've always just based my – I just watch him, and I was like, man, I want to be like John Tavares. I used to tape my stick white, and uh, I gave that up. I was like, man, I can tape it black. JT tapes it black. And I don't know. Decent. I just love him. And I was uh, – uh, I used to wear like fucking eight and like these weird ass numbers, and I went and changed. I couldn't get ninety one, so I just went with nine. But I wanted to get ninety one like Tavares, but uh, I couldn't do it. And yeah, I don't know. I just love the guy. I could go on for hours about uh, how great Same player, man. I think he, he played is. in the uh, Oshawa Generals. I watched him play for yeah. years, man. When I was there, it was, yeah, for, it was a treat. Talented. It was yeah. a treat. Wore number nineteen on uh, Oshawa, yeah. believe it or not. And then he went to uh, I guess Long Island, and either someone was nine, 91 or I mean, 19, or it was retired, wasn't it? Wasn't that Trotchier's number or Bossy? Some some phone named Goring, wasn't it, or something? Or something like Butch that. Which Goring? I'm not sure. Or Gormley or something. Nah, it would have been Bitch Goring. Uh, I'm not sure. Anyways. Just called the guy Bitch. Anyway, yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. Couldn't be 19, so she's 91. And, I mean, it's a pretty iconic number for him, even though, like, half the league is number 91. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my favorite Leaf is Mitch Marner. Uh, he's the best Leaf I've ever seen play. I mean, I've seen Sundin. I know that's a uh, a big thing to say, but I mean, I think he Matthews is to... better. No, I think uh, Mitch Marner is so much better than Matthews. I think. Uh, I think just the goal that's scoring. Hot. That's hot. I know that the goal scoring is definitely there from Matthews. It's not even debate. Matthews is probably the best goal scorer in the league, but like overall player and just like the kind of player I like anyway, just the the pass first kind of guy and just like. The skill and stuff. I love watching this guy in London when he was in juniors. I love that he got um, just brought in right to Toronto because that's like his hometown uh, and stuff. And I, I've loved to watch him ever since. It's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a uh, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury kind of thing where he's just, he's always having fun playing the game too. Kind of the same thing with that I see from Caulfield. And that's why I like Caulfield so much too. It's just like they're always having fun. He loves the game so much. So, um, that's my pick. Andrew just got engaged. His, Go on. His, his voice right too, man. Nice, man. Fuck good. I love hearing that, dude. That's sick. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, yeah. Yeah, got the skill. Got the nice lady. Yeah. Uh, Marner is uh, Marner's good on camera, too. He's He might have a career uh, after. He does a lot of, like, insurance commercials and shit. I always see <laughs> yeah. doing commercials, yeah, man. Yeah. So he got he, his mom involved in that and everything, man. His oh, go on. No, he never. Yes, oh, yeah, that's kind of a bad look, but yeah, well, uh, looking I out mean, for family, man. Yeah, that's right. Getting everybody to secure in the bag for everyone. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, what about Vancouver? I chose uh Brock Fesser because I think he's got a wicked shot and he had a he's had a tough couple of years, man. I feel like injuries yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I don't know, I feel like he's just had a few years where you know he wish he could erase it and start over new. And I think he's gonna have that mindset going into this season. And, I think he can put up 40 goals, man. I think if not more, like he's, he's got the shot, man. He's got that. Um, I remember they played Pittsburgh in his rookie year. Um, and he was just like fucking lighting up Matt Murray, making him look like a fucking fool. Like the dude's got an amazing shot. And yeah. He could, he could have, he's one of those players that could just sneak through one of these years and just win that one rocket and just sit back, you know? Yeah. He seems, he seems he's got like a lot tight, man. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like a Jonathan Chichu type, eh? Something like that, yeah. But better. Uh, <laughs> but better. But a lot yo, better. Oh, yeah, don't be saying that, man. Teach not not the one-year show. Not the one-year show. No, no. He showed up for one year in San Jose, didn't he? Pretty much, and then he just fucked right off. You're right. Yeah, but 
Yeah. But well, Brock Besser's like could have that one cheater year and then go back to being Brock yeah. Besser. <laughs> yeah, I'll take his uh, line mate, Elias Pettersson, or yeah, as uh, as the Swedes come, Elias Pettersson. Uh, this guy, it seems like he has a great personality. I love watching yeah. him play. I love his shot. His hockey IQ is off the charts. Yeah. Uh, everything about this guy, I love watching him play. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just. Solid player. <laughs> yeah, just a solid guy. Um, what about Vegas? I know we've touched on them and how they've had a shaky last year and all the decisions they make, and they're kind of dickheads. But um, yeah, you got a favorite player on here? I do. Um, uh, recently re-signed Alec Martinez. Um, you nice. want to talk about a player who blocks shots? Alec Martinez blocks shots. This guy jumps in front of everything. He eats pucks, man. He And he plays well, man. He's, like, really underrated for getting the puck up ice. I mean, he's a – makes the first pass and pass and he does it really well. They got him playing with Petrangelo, I believe. Yeah. I mean, that's solid, man. That's really solid. And they got Theodore as well. Um, they got a really good blue line in Vegas. And um, I think people talk about Theodore and they talk about Petrangelo and like, you know, like you, like you should, because those guys are great players, but you know, um, Martinez just signed for around five mil and he deserves every penny. He's that good of a player. Game-winning goal from uh, Los Angeles. But it's yeah, won, there. won the cup, yeah. Yeah, won the cup. That's got to be a fucking great feeling, eh? Yeah, can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is uh, Alex Tuck. Uh, I love big body players, like huge forward. Um, doesn't really have the speed now, but he's working on it. Um, uh, like amazing power forward. I think he'll be one of the best power forwards in the game pretty soon. Um, I don't know. He's just missing that, like, first three steps to get him up to speed but when he gets going he's like a train and you cannot stop him yeah so that's what i like about him uh what about washington um i chose somebody who's on your list underrated uh nicholas Backstrom. nice yeah i love I mean, backy i love backstrom man he's just i could go on about him like we did our pr- prior i mean he's underrated and he does it every year so you got players like that in the league it's they're definitely players to look up to so I mean, I can't say much more than that. He's a future Hall of Famer and he's an amazing player. For sure. In my opinion as well. Um, my guy would be TJ Oshi. Great set of mitts, and he's always looking good on the ice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another guy who's fucking amazing, just like Troy Terry. I know that was like 13 hours ago we were talking about Troy Terry, but a uh, great guy can put the puck in the net on breakaways and shootouts um, four times in international games. Uh just overall beauty of a player. I like the I like watching him play. Just the plays he makes looks just real clean out there. No, oh, um, yeah, he's he's got skill. Yep. What about Winnipeg? Winnipeg. I chose uh, the leader Blake Wheeler. Kind of the leader uh, Blake Wheeler. I've leader Blake Wheeler. <laughs> I just made that up actually. <laughs> are you gonna trademark it or? I should make. Should we get on? People that? are gonna be stealing that. <laughs> I, if we see if i hear elliot friedman fucking say that once i'm suing i swear to god oh uh, yeah yeah i get the paperwork going <laughs> he's uh he's a great player man um he kind of blossomed later in his career um, yeah you know he puts up a lot of points i don't think he's gonna win a major award just because he doesn't have that uh i don't know he's not gonna make that extra you know I don't know what I'm trying to say. Get those extra 10 points he needs to win an award or something like that. But, you know, consistent he's always player. Up there. Yeah, he's always up there. 
But I just feel like there's just so many players now with so much skill and score so many points that it just kind of makes it hard for a guy like that too. I mean, he could win the what is it, the leadership award? Mark Messier um, leadership award. Yeah, so I mean, he's definitely in the running for that every year. I mean, he's a great leader, and I just recently heard a story where he bought uh, some families groceries in a supermarket in Winnipeg because uh, they didn't have their money on them. So I mean, he's class, all class man, great leader. Yeah. Definitely. How do you not like the guy? He's tough I don't too. Know. I've, oh yeah, tough as nails. I love that guy. Just like fine wine, just keeps on getting better yeah, as his age gets yeah. gets up there. Um, yeah, my guy here would have to be Mark Shifley. I fucking love this player. Um, he's just such a student of the game, just always learning, just always watching hockey, just talks nonstop hockey. It'd probably be so annoying for like non-hockey fans, but uh, I, I kind of see myself the same way. Like I'm always talking shop about hockey. Uh, yeah. Great hockey IQ. I mean. Yeah. One headshot. I mean, uh, we can look past yeah. that. I hope. Uh, uh, Jake, everybody except Jake Evans. Exactly. No, he's only looking back now. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he'll be the next captain when your guy um, Wheeler. I moves feel on. like. Yeah, so that's probably an easy choice. It kind of sh- it's kind of shitty that he's suspended for the first game of the year. Yeah, it does. But and um, he won't make that mistake again, headshotting some guy because they lost by a goal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If he was in that series, it would have made all the difference. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Great player. Uh, he wasn't having a great playoffs, but I mean, good enough. He he still makes an impact yeah. when he's out there. Yeah. So um, before we end, man, I just I know it's been a long ass time and stuff, but I just like to have a few thoughts before we finish on uh, some of the things that's going on before it's irrelevant. If you'd like to. Uh, for sure, man. Let's get it done. I want to know your thoughts on the Jack Eichel situation, man, and what you think is going to happen there. Because apparently he's uh, attending uh, – he's not attending training camp, but he's attending the physical, which is like a test to see if he, he's good enough to play, like if they can clear him to play. So do you think he's going to play in Buffalo or do you think he's going to get traded? You're kind of switching up tables on me. Uh, you're asking, asking me all the questions, questions now. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I, I wish Jack Eichel would go back to Buffalo. I hope he's kind of just like – put it past him and say, all right, fine. You guys drafted me. You guys believed in me. Let's work something out. But I, I don't see how that's possible. Just how vocal he's been on Twitter and how vocal yeah, his agent's like, been on how badly he wants to get out of Buffalo. Like you can't almost gone. come back from that. It's no, it's kind of like going on Instagram live and just being like, my girlfriend is such a stupid bitch. Fuck that chick. <laughs> I want out of this relationship. And then a week later, uh, posting a picture of her, just like, I love this girl so much. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's the exact like that. same thing. You yeah. just can't come back from it. So I think right. he moves on. I don't know where he goes. If I had to throw out a couple guesses, I don't even know who's got cap space for him. I, I feel like people a are team saying that, New York Rangers and some people are saying Minnesota. I think they're going to trade him to the West because I don't think Buffalo wants to have to deal with him anymore. Like no. at all. I just want to, they want to forget Jack Oakle ever existed, which sucks because he's got so much talent, but yeah. Um, things went sour, and you know, if I was Jack Eichel, I'd be on the fucking bus now. I'd be gone. I just show up Minnesota for training camp and say like, "How's it going, boys? Get a deal done. Just throw on a gear and go on nice." Yeah, that'd be <laughs> all right. Uh, would you rather have Jack Eichel or Kirill Kaprizov? Say you can only have one. Oh, Kaprizov. Oh man, that's such a wrong pick. You're nuts. No man, Kaprizov's so exciting. <laughs> He's Fair a savior enough. of that organization. Well, think about it this way: some people were saying. Um, Jack Eichel could have went first overall instead of McDavid. Yeah, but he never, for a reason. 
<laughs> Kaprizov yeah. should have went first. He went like 137th or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Who else you got on that list? Uh, I'm, like I was just talking about, what do you think is going to happen with Kaprizov? Uh, I think he signs. I think they work at something because, like, yeah. I think they he for some reason I think that he loves attention, and I feel like you can uh, <laughs> kind of just say, "What are you gonna go do? Bury yourself over in the KHL? You're gonna play in the best world league in the, league world. In the world? Yeah, you know, he's like he's like posting pictures of him fishing while like everybody comment, everybody's commenting like, uh, "Sign your goddamn contract." There was even an interview I watched on Minnesota's YouTube channel with Marcus Foligno about this upcoming year, and he's like, "He better sign because if he don't sign, I'm gonna go over there and drag his Russian ass back to America." Holy fuck! Imagine. <laughs> So I think he's going to sign, but I think it. I think it's the deal uh, to deal with the term because I think Minnesota wants him eight years, but um, Kaprizov's camp is more in the four to five year range because he's going to want if he keeps getting better, he might want that big twelve thirteen million dollar payday. But yeah, I feel like it's more in the eight to nine million dollar region at the moment. Do you know how much so. you get paid in the K? Not much. No, they pay. Oh man, are you kidding me? They pay so much no. over in KHL. They got money. They got money to yeah, burn but, over there. Yeah, but they can't sign him in the team he played before in uh, SKA because uh, they're uh, almost up to their league max cap, and I've seen that they'd only have like really? uh, they'd only have like a million dollars US if they converted it to sign him. So I think that's out of the question because the dude's not playing for a million dollars. Dude, everybody's it's all run by the mob over there anyway. Like, yeah. if if Kirill goes, I want to play with you guys, but I see you got more cap. He's like. All right, like this guy is on a eight million on the table. Can, yeah, probably honestly, yeah. eight million in signing bonus. <laughs> um, nice. I'm gonna make a predict prediction here. He signs for five years at uh, nine million dollars, and if he doesn't, I'm gonna be pretty proud of myself. Nice, that'd be, that'd be a good range from. Uh, yeah, he definitely wants that big contract. I don't think he signs for five. I'd say three or four. All right, uh, I'm trying to find a player in the league that I could compare him to who made that deal but i don't know if there is one i feel like um the next guy i wanted to ask you about is uh elias peterson i don't know if hey, I, my I don't know what the fuck his name how you say his name but that's elias, Peterson. elias Peterson. Uh. um <laughs> apparently i feel like i think what i've heard and what i've seen is that uh, minnesota's when they get a deal done with Kaprizov, that's when peterson signs because he feels like he's in the same territory but i don't believe that i feel like Kaprizov is a little bit more dynamic. I don't know if that's just bias. It's definitely bias, but yeah, it seems like Kirill got a bit more freedom where Elias just plays up and down the ice. Kirill just like I don't know what it is about him. The guy just flies around everywhere. Like he plays every position in the offensive zone, except for defense. Uh, The guy plays left wing, center, and right wing. Yeah, uh, when he's in the offensive zone. So I don't know. Um, I think he signs more term. And they get him on a better contract that way. Because I think he does want to kind of be the leader there. And he kind of wants to be seen as, um, you know, a team-friendly guy. So I, I don't think he asks for a huge, huge contract. I think he takes term instead and makes his money that way. Because yeah. I think he does want to stay in uh I think he wants to Vancouver. stay, too. Because, I, I mean, they, they have great role models there, like the Sedin brothers. And they just brought in, like, I don't know. Paul Horvat's one of the best captains in the league, in my opinion. He seems like such a great leader. That's what everybody says, yeah. So for sure. But uh, so yeah, I think he does want to seem as team friendly as possible. That's half the problem because they also got to sign fuck Quinn Hughes, and I don't think I know, Quinn man. Hughes is very team friendly. 
I'm no? not saying that he's not a nice guy, but I think this guy wants to get a payday. And I think I would, he wants to go to New Jersey. I would, yeah, I think Imagine. he does, but I don't think it happens. No. I think this dude wants a payday. He's a defenseman who came in and got 50 to 60 points in his first year, and he lights it up every year. I mean, there's obviously defensive inconsistencies there, but if I'm I think he went dash 22 last year. If, yeah, if I'm Quinn Hughes, though, I don't give a fuck, man. I put 50 points on the board. Give me eight or nine mil for for five or six years. or He probably wants three or four years, honestly, because he's like, I'm only getting better. I'm going to get paid more. Yeah. So they got bringing in OEL's contract, signing Connor Garland to five times five. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't man. leave a lot of room for those guys. No, man. It makes – there's big issues in Vancouver when it comes to figuring that out. And that's why I think Jim Benning's not that good of a general manager, in my opinion. Fair enough. But the last guy I got wrote down here, I don't want to have a conversation about before we end everything, would be a pretty good shock because he's not signed as well. And, you know, we're viewing him as probably the future captain of the team. So what do you think happens there? He signs. He, he fucking loves it there, man. He definitely signs. Yeah. I, I don't know how much he's asking for, uh, but he's got a lot of money to work with. So if I was Brady, I'd be shooting for the stars. Uh, I'd be saying, give me t- $12 million. And then he'd be like, no, we're giving oh. you six. And then they'd be like, all right, I'll take 10. And it's like, no, you'll take eight. He's like, okay, I'll take nine. They're like, fuck, I have to take an eight. And then he just wants to say this. So he'd be like, yeah, I'll take eight. Fuck it. Um, apparently, Ottawa wants to sign to eight times eight. And I think that's a really yeah. good deal. I think it is too. That's I think that'd be good for both for sides. He, I think it would be too. That's very fair. I think that's a fair he, deal for both sides. And then, but in a couple of years, I mean, in five years, he'd have three years left on that eight mil. And I mean, by then, the cap's going to be going up and He's going to turn into so much of a bigger player than he is now. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he's leaving money on the table there. But for right now, $8 million is a perfect number for Brady, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good number, man. But I feel like he's probably looking at five years or four years. And Ottawa likes yeah. to sign guys long-term. They got Shabbat on eight times eight. So, I don't know. I think that's what they're looking for. But I think it's – you're getting closer to training camp. Just sign a guy for eight mil for four or five years just to fucking worry about this year. And we'll worry about that when the time comes again. So that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, that's all I got wrote down there, man. So I feel like we're getting to the end here. Yeah. No, uh, I feel like that's a good place to leave it with a bit of a yeah. contract talk. Yes, all right. Definitely. Folks at home, thank you so much for tuning in to the Hockey Tank podcast. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And um, see what funny and insightful shit we get into. Yeah, see ya. See ya.